0: just on my end hold on this means okay um yeah just just in like just arranging and getting everything together on our end with the just with page 99 was all was just <laughs> so much shit yeah and i just can't believe they have to do that with like you know 30 40 other bands yeah it's insane and like it went so well too you know like i'm sure it was, was great so it was absolutely good. great I was impressed with the way it was done. I We had a really good time. I, we just wish we'd kind of had a day off and got there for like a whole day before and got acclimated and able to and like, you know, like take it in rather. Than, it was just such a blitzkrieg. We got there, had this, you know, loading equipment, s- set up merch. And then it was kind of cool to like sit back and take in some bands, but it it went by so fast. Yeah.
1: Well hopefully next year you can just go and just hang out if the opportunity presents itself.
0: They talked to we we were talking about maybe Pygmy Lush playing, but I don't know if that'll end up working out.
1: Mm, that'd be oh, amazing. Good. We we
0: we would love to. I mean, me and my brother we're trying to get Pygmy Lush kind of moving this like, you know, into next year. So hopefully if, if that happens, we would try to play. That is fantastic news. Yeah. yeah. We're trying. We've been wanting to. Uh, mm. I mean, there's no reason not to. It's just kind of, um, yeah, we just, just trying to get the the band. I mean, just to everybody yeah. together and commit to it. That's all. Yeah.
1: No, I can I understand
2: I mean, so for everyone who asked us to ask you about Pygmy Lush, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of Pygmy Lush was pretty much in this last page 99 lineup. So, I mean, half of them so
2: so we're still waiting on eight more of you to join the podcast today then, yeah or? i
0: wish that'd be, that'd be a good <laughs> fun night yeah it would be <laughs> it, it would be actually it'd probably be terrible for you guys it would be terrible listening uh, oh yeah oh yeah uh, because uh yeah you it would just be all of us interrupting each other the whole time. <laughs> you should see that. You should see it when we go through like a like a drive through or something. It's terrible. Oh man! We did it. We did it out in California. We I think we went through like a Taco Bell or something, and it was insane. Wow. I figured just
1: texting it to the group chat might be easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then people will
3: just start making Bell? jokes. You Our text threads. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, just I mean, <laughs> our text threads are a nightmare.
2: <laughs>
0: Jesus.
2: Yeah, how does rehearsals go like that with that many people?
0: Those have to be very, very organized. Like, we yeah. are here very rigid. Like, be here on the dot, and usually we lie about the time, so all the late stragglers get there, like, roughly on time. And really, you know, since we don't all see each other all that much, we, you know, there's a lot of hanging out for the first hour, maybe yeah. an hours some change setting up. Then we practice for a long time and then we take a long break and then we practice again for a long time. And that's usually how it goes. It yeah. has to be very deliberate because the last couple of reunions we've uh, practiced at Matt Michael, who uh, does no man majority rule. He has a studio, home studio, and he always, he basically has enough equipment to equip the whole band and all of us. And, you know, they've always hosted us. So that's so awesome. We don't want to waste their time and be in their way for too long. That's a lot of people to host for an evening. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Like open hearts or
0: thing.
2: <clears throat> all right. Um, I'm going to kick into it. Just do a little uh, intro to the show. Elias is going to introduce you, and then we're going to ask you to introduce the first song. Did we settle on friendship, Elias?
1: I think we did land on friendship, yes. Perfect. (laughs)
2: Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, Welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for being here on this crazy planet that we call Earth. If you're new around here, let me get our plugs out of the way really quick. We're online at notjustaphase.net. We're on Instagram and TikTok at notjustaphase worldwide. We're on Twitter at njap worldwide, and we have a Patreon in our link tree if you want to help support the expansion of our podcast and blog spot. Check out some of our bonus content there and interviews behind the scenes, first looks, and much more that we have planned and will be announcing in 2024. We have a very special guest on the podcast today, and Elias is going to do the introduction.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary folks of all ages, once more, thank you for listening into to Not Just a Phase. Uh, I am honestly... Uh, pretty surprised and shocked that we are able to stand here and speak with Mike Taylor, uh, who is of one of probably the greatest acts in our genre, um, easily a progenitor of so many sounds in the modern day and age, a band that many try to emulate, can barely facilitate, and very often do not live up to. Yes, I'm talking about Mike Taylor of Page 99 and Pigmy Lush. Mike, thank you so much for coming on to the show and joining us today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Stoked about it. All right. Hello, this is Mike from page 99. You're listening to friendship on not just a phase.
1: super glad to have you. Um, so I know we kind of went into a little bit, but like, how, how are you doing today? How are you feeling?
0: I'm good. Um, I'm tired. Uh, my wife and I just finished a big move. We bought a new house recently um, back in pretty much right after the Page 99 trip in August. Mm-hmm. So the last couple months have been uh, just moving from our rental into the new home and then kind of unpacking and just getting ourselves situated. So Last weekend was the first free weekend I've had in like two months. So, yeah, But man. yeah, I mean, I'm good though. I'm good otherwise. Uh, very cool. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Like, that's super awesome.
1: Must be nice actually getting to like have a home, live in the home, like
0: get all moved yeah. in, settled in. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this is my first home that, you know, this is my first time owning. So I'm excited to settle in and kind of make it our own. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, one of
1: the questions we like to ask and that we're always really curious about is um, do you yourself like listen to any podcasts
0: as well? I don't often. Um, I listen, you know, I've listened to a couple of your guys' uh, interviews, actually. Oh, um, thank you. I kind of like, you know, I'm privy to, I should listen to a lot more <laughs> um, because I find the music ones very interesting and like, The ones you guys have done with uh, contemporaries of like from back in our day, Page 99 or whatever. Um, And then, you know, just if I've joined any other podcasts, I've given like a lot of their their uh, podcast, their episodes a listen. You know, Jeremy Baum and uh, the new scene. We just did one. And yeah, but they're all great. I, I You know, I think it seems like a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it seems like a lot of fun. And I did, jam- yeah, I listened, to the the one you guys did, I think the most recent one you guys did I listened to was with uh, Jay from Orchid, which was pretty entertaining. Thank you. I'm glad you liked that one. We had a lot of fun doing that one. Um, yeah, he, he's definitely a, he's a wise guy. He's funny. He's really funny. He also has like such an in, uh, so many insane stories. <laughs> yeah, he, he does have insane. So I couldn't believe like midway through, was like, "Yeah, I live in Toronto." <laughs> like really? <laughs> I, yeah, we yeah, we, all, we were like, we were both like, "Oh, yeah. we just dropped out of Like, oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was
0: that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's super awesome. But I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm kind of a music nut, so I'm always making playlists or taking suggestions from other folks and just, you know, I do a lot of listening to uh, music just at work. You know, I'm uh, a lot of times just working by myself. So I will can play whatever and kind of just playing, but I can't like, I want to pay attention to a podcast and an interview and usually on my way to work or my way home. That's when I'll listen to that. That's most of the time when I do that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Totally valid. Um, so, outside of music,
0: what other hobbies and like passions kind of occupy your free time? Um, I really, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a record nerd, so I collect records like crazy. Um, in particular, I'm a horror soundtrack nut. Mm. I've collect a bunch of originals, like horror originals, pay way too much money for them, and it's funny because. I was very you know the the record collecting thing i didn't get many many years yeah like around the page 99 days and now i've just kind of got you know i just love so much music and like vinyls kind of come back it's more there's more access to records than even you know in the mid to late 90s there's just more people opening really cool record stores i'm seeing records i've just never seen so it's kind of got I kinda of got the bug as vinyl was coming back, even though I was you know, had a lot of records by that time already, but mostly punk and DIY punk and indie stuff like that.
2: Okay. Um,
0: I don't know. What you know, I just like any other person, there's not you know, I like watching movies, I like to be outside. Um I mean, you know, it's not much. Music's what I'm trying to actually occupy my spare time with more you know yeah no
1: of course i mean that's so out of curiosity i know it's probably hard to pick what are like maybe like two or three vinyls that you own that are, you're just like so stoked you have or like some of your
0: favorites uh hmm oh well, yeah it's just i mean i have so much so maybe maybe in the horror world well in the soundtrack world I'm. yeah like i said okay in that world i'm sort of a nerd i'm a definitely a mike michael j fox huge michael j fox teen wolf fan okay so i have two originals of the teen wolf soundtrack that's sick i really like actually i don't know if you can really see me but i have a Heather's t-shirt on right now and i really love that movie i found that score a few years back and that i've always loved that score and then just a lot of the horror stuff like uh evil dead and all the john carpenter stuff as far as punk stuff i have like a crazy amount of born against like just about as many I try to collect my deal with born against is every record every pressing I'm trying to have oh dang Okay, that's the one thing you know like a completionist yeah with with I gotta be specific so like or I mean I have to be choosy so born against is like my punk band that I try to get everything by but I get it um but yeah I mean you know I have a lot of stuff that I really like you know that It took me a long time to find a lot, you know, a lot in the soundtrack world, a lot, a lot of stuff in the punk world too, like, Hmm. like the first his heroes gone LP or the the Acme LP or just stuff stuff like that. Like the older punk hardcore from the early mid 90s on to the later 2000s or later 90s and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: I can hear some of our fellow LP heads salivating. (laughs) yeah. I got all that stuff. Okay, very cool.
2: Well, we got to ask the uh, question, the age-old question, you know, how did you first uh, get into punk rock or underground music? Like, how did it find you, so to speak?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, a lot of things, a lot of people my age, you know, that's the one thing that I found a common thread in a lot of these Podcasts, interviews with all the punk kids my age you know we're roughly around 40 to 45 i'm 45 so a lot of it happened in the 90s and that was during the grunge explosion like i was kind of really a music nut first with with hip-hop early 90s hip late 80s early 90s hip-hop um that's when i started buying up music like mostly cds then um and there's stuff like souls of mischief ice cube ice tea ghetto boys uh you know uh beastie boys uh, right. yeah yeah just all all rap at first but so like i kind of like you know it was pretty rebellious defiant music so it appealed to me as i started like i guess then would hear like the heavier stuff i remember hearing like And seeing Metallica videos, then Faith No More, then Nirvana. And before I knew it, it was like I was eating up grunge like crazy. And then came the punk right with it. It all kind of smashed through the window at once. It's like once I started listening to like the grunge and stuff like that, that was like just very mainstream at the time and accessible, it just quickly got me into like the DIY underground punk. It all happened within the frame of a couple, really just in my high school years. From like 90, 93 to 97 is when I really dove, du- you know, hardcore. Um, but I would, I would say, um, you know, thinking about it um, as that, as I was listening to all that kind of stuff, we found these like, this, this these two brothers, me and my brother, and um, saw these guys play well actually it was this guy named eric who we then would play high school in our high school band with but he was doing a band that was doing just grunge covers ramones B- they do stuff like bikini hill dinosaur jr Nirvana, and they're like man these guys are cool they look cool they're grunge or whatever and then uh we kind of became buddies with them and that quickly like got us really into like the diy stuff i, I and Eric, who played drums in that band, would join kind of a pop punk band that was referencing Ramones, The Queers, Screeching Weasel, stuff like that. And uh, we were just all in the, you know, just at the same time getting the punk hardcore. The bass player of this band called um, the band he was doing was called. Oh shoot why is they escaping my brain well they were called they ended up being the abducted but they went through a couple different name changes but um the bass player in that band gave me a mixtape or not a mixtape but a tape on one side was rorschach and born again so on the other side was my bloody valentine and like oh, that, sing, that single tape alone like kind of did it for me and once i heard that like i i really buried myself in figuring out what whatever you know what this was like i i listened to that tape endlessly and then you know got all into the evolution records and gravity records and and just you know all the black and white pogo punk you know street punk mankind and stuff like that the pissed um so it, it just all came really fast and all at once and you know um yeah, that that was kind of our introduction, but wanting to that was DIY, you know. But you know, we didn't even know when we started playing, we didn't really we started playing with uh so me and my brother started playing with the canes, uh Eric Kane and Jeff Kane. Jeff Kane plays in City of Caterpillar, Eric Kane plays in um, Strike Anywhere and he played in Pygmy Lush, actually. Um but you know that was our high school band. We did a high school band called Nitpick. And it was just a lot of grunge covers. Then we got really into like stuff like the Misfits and Minor Threat and like, you know, the Dead Kennedys, Black Flag. And that band was just referencing. It was very 90s. It was just first chorus, first chorus. And um, yeah, when we started getting into bands like Born Against and Rorschach and that era of music is when that band started to slowly change, which would eventually morph a little bit into Page 99. I know I, I ranted there.
1: No, no, that's uh that's what we're here for. We're trying to we're, we want the lore, Mike.
0: <laughs> that's really I'll awesome. try
1: I'll try to remember as best I can. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I think it, I actually can I can see the Rorschach tethered a bit. I would have never put that together myself, but yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, um, page ninety nine specifically, really. I mean, you know, like I myself really love yeah that Rorschach Protestant LP and you know the everything at the time that Born Against was you know their entire discography was out I had it I had all that first on CD before vinyl so I had everything and those two guitar players alone Keith Huckins and Adam Nathanson of those two bands like influenced my hardcore like punk like style and then you know definitely then i was like oh yeah there's definitely black flag influence here so like even you know rather than just the surface level like gimme 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 black flag or hmm. wasted or six pack i would listen to the deeper cuts on damage and find out all the weird guitar shit they're doing and yeah i mean like that was like my first influence and then indie rock came barreling right behind it like Stuff like Sebado and My Bloody Valentine, Archers of Loaf, like big indie rock guy too. Okay, that's awesome.
1: So like amongst all that, like would you say that you can think of like two particular records that you feel like really kind of define your taste or like maybe like how you feel about things? I know that's like a question that maybe changes every now and again, but currently in time, do you still feel that tether back then or is there more contemporary?
0: yeah i mean i like so much stuff but my top fives kind of remains unshaken and i it's a lot of like what i do like either heavy or quiet so for me like the heavy records i like are like born against you know nine patriarch battle hymns um at uh dazzling killman face the collapse it's just like a kind of a noise rock pro- do you guys know that band at all I don't think they so. Skin Graft Records, um, just really What's that record name. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. It's a cool label. Check them out. I mean, they Skin Graft just reissued their record a few years ago. They they weren't a popular band, but um, I found that I remember I found the tape um, kind of just as Page Nine just before Page 99 was starting at a local record store. The tape was in a take for free. It didn't have a cover or anything. It was a black tape with white writing. The band Dazzling Killman struck me really, you know, I was like, what the fuck? Such a strange name. And the reason I feel like I recalled it is because, oh, another big band of mine is the Jesus Lizard. They're hugely influential for me. Um, But I remember seeing an old flyer that Dazzling Killman had played with the Jesus Lizard. And I was like, that's just such a fucking cool name. And then I saw the tape and, it you know, the titles were really fucking weird. And then I put it on. and It was the scariest, most menacing, angry, like proggy, hardcore. It's not not really mathy. It's just really uh, moody. It's very, it's just very creative. So if you listen to Face a Collapse by Dazzling Killman, you'll hear a lot of like document five. Like, a lot of the songs on Document 5 are heavy, heavily influenced, more on um, hardcore, and then, like, stuff like Dazzling Killman, wh- which would maybe be noisecore, like Dead Guy, or stuff like the noisecore bands from that era, Nine Iron, Spitfire, Acme, stuff like that. But then, I, um... like, Jesus Lizard, and then, like, Sebado, and My Bloody Valentine, The Cure, like, yeah. I was actually
2: spacing out. I have heard Dazzling Killman because I had a Reddit user, Coffee and Scrams. He had uh, wanted me to ask you what your favorite Dazzling Killman album was. And if you were to cover a DK song, which would it be?
0: Um, It's definitely Face the Collapse. Um, If I were to cover one, if you listen to By a Fireplace in White, it sounds like an unreleased Dazzling Killman song. So <laughs> we really wore our, Influence of them on our sleeves for that song. Um, Agitator. Um, I think it's the, maybe the last song in Face of Claps. It's absolutely menacing tune. Good question. I don't get to talk about Dazzling Gilbert much.
2: <laughs> yeah. I figured while we were on the topic of it, I was like, wait, no, I have heard this band. Hold on. Cause I was like, someone asked, told me to ask you about that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Corey, our bass player, has like, uh, he has one of the, their like kind of their logo tattooed on his elbow. We were huge, a few of us just actually most of us kind of, or at least half of us, huge nuts for that band. So
1: it's really sick. I'd never heard him before, so I'm definitely gonna have to give that a candor.
0: Yeah, that record is it's sick. I mean, they have other stuff, but mm-hmm. they they hit a sweet spot with that album in particular, and they went on to do really cool stuff like. This the singer songwriter Nick Sakes went on to do um, Just a lot of weird stuff That's and they they're in a new band Too I can't remember the name Off the top of my head but And they he did a band called Sick Bay actually Page 99 Played with his band Sick Bay Because I reached out to him I was like Hey on a bash I we love your fucking band And uh, and then he checked it, I was like I, I can tell uh, we played with them sick bay in minnesota um maybe 2000 summer 2001 and they were incredible and it was fucking awesome meeting them and the you know nick sakes and i have been acquainted ever since so that was pretty pretty cool to you know kind of meet one of your heroes and he's down to earth and then you end up playing with him it's really fucking sick yeah i mean he's a excellent musician everything he's done is quality so i keep following
1: okay um so well you just moved so usually we ask like what the scene is like around where you are so i mean i don't know if you were really plugged into where you used to live and like would like go to shows around there or anything like that if not Um, you can talk about like an old scene you were like more involved in
0: well, I mean, there's like, so I, um, you know, all of us in Page 9 and I grew up in Sterling, Virginia. It's like maybe four, 40 minutes west of D.C. And back when we started, it was kind of more country. Um, It was before it was before all the data centers went up. And now it's, you know, Loudon. it's in Loudon County, which is been the fastest growing or one of the fastest growing counties for 25 or more years, especially with all the data centers. Um, and it's really now really, really expensive. So over the years, as they've gone by, I've moved further and further West. Um, I was living in Berryville for the last six years and just moved to West Virginia. We were bordering West Virginia. West Virginia is really close. Like from where I live or where I grew up, it's only like 25 minutes away um, we're just like real close to D.C., Maryland, West Virginia, Virginia. Um, so there's no scene that I know of in particular out here, though I'm sure there are bands out here making, making noise. But for me, the closest thing to a scene that I'm connected to would still be the D.C. scene. I just have a lot of friends and stuff that still play music in the city or, or maybe the Richmond scene, like, you know, yeah. Well depending on like what one of my bands is active you know like the band terminal bliss that chris and i do is a, a richmond band so i'm the one they're all in richmond so i travel down and play with them in richmond and then you know we've done a lot of richmond shows with richmond bands and stuff and um but the scene you know it's it's weird i've i've actually you know i like dc now i've come a long way i used to not like dc at all i i i thought that dc i thought that the punk scene lived in the shadows of like the early 80s and all the dc straight edge hardcore which i Mm -hmm. love the music but people just it just wasn't like that anymore and you know uh for page 99 at that time when we were starting out it was just mostly tough guy hardcore in the city and some stuff was pretty cool like i really loved damnation ad and battery and some some stuff like in darkest hour and we eventually would become friends with them and play shows but uh the scene has always changed um venues kind of come and go um with only like a few like maybe the black cat being the only like kind of independent punk venue that people could play over the years and sometimes you know they had a backstage you can play um which is smaller and a lot of fun. And then recently they took the backstage out and it's just the main stage. And you can't, you don't really want to book a show there unless you can bring about 500 people out or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, DC, there's cool stuff going on. I'm not really in touch with DC and what it's doing now, but there still are places to play and they do kind of come and go and bands do come and go fast. Like I can never keep up with DC and I, you know, it, you know, back in the day, it was like, very PC, you know, very arms folded and stiff, and you know, just prove yourself to me. You know, it just seemed like that when I was younger. But it it came. It was a lot more um, fun and rocking. Like hmm. you know, Pygmy Lush had a better time. We felt connected to DC. Page Ninety Nine was more connected, like Baltimore. So it's funny because with different bands like Page Ninety Nine is yeah. kind of like a honorary Baltimore band. We played Baltimore probably fifty times, and DC maybe like ten, and uh, you know we were closest to DC, and then we played Richmond kind of a bunch too. But uh, I you know I couldn't tell you exactly what the you know there's good <laughs> bands going on. I mean, uh, yeah. but I'm you know I live from DC it takes me an hour and 25 minutes, an hour and a half to get to, to the city.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you I mean, your scene is kind of the Northeast coast. You can yeah. say, I would imagine. So
0: yeah. Sorry, I
1: mean... I... Oh, good. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, um, you know, shout out drawn Bo. We'll just throw, we'll throw drew in there. Yeah. Just no, he's he part was, that's
0: me. Yeah. And I listened to that one. He, uh, we, we just played there so i mean you know there's a friend of ours who owns his coffee shop in, in winchester which is about half an hour from here um he's an older punk guy he remembers page 99 we page 99 played winchester a few like maybe three times back in the day um so you know and he i know drew just played out in west virginia somewhere so there's punks kicking somewhere i mean yeah that's what's made makes me happy they're out there somewhere if i don't does it just because I don't know about them doesn't mean that something's not going on, but uh, right. But that was cool. We had we had a lot of people who come out for that. And, you know, it was kind of a quiet. You know, we kept it under wraps for the most part, and um, you know, we maybe got you know, maybe there's about eighty people that came out of, from everywhere for that show. So it was pretty cool. I mean, we saw. Uh, so what's the new Kariki? The new Ian Mckay band. They Mm. played at that same coffee shop. They've only played two shows, but for some reason, they come out to Winchester every once in a while and they play. And, you know, there's about 75, 80 people out there. So, you know, stuff happens here. Black Flag played over the summer and I went and saw him. It was like 15 minute drive for me. Just went. It was just Black Flag. It was the weirdest fucking thing. That's so wild. (laughs) I was right there in front of Greg was And then all the hired hands and just so many like, it was a sold out show of maybe two. I mean, it was a small venue, maybe two hundred and fifty or something like that, but it was like, man, where are these guys coming from? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I know, you know, I'm real familiar with the Richmond scene. Cause that's what I've more or less been a part of over the last few years. And that's absolutely thriving with like DIY punk hardcore, like through the roof. <laughs> There's so many good bands out there right now.
2: Is there, um, is there a particular band that that you love that you don't think is getting enough attention? You're hoping might blow up. You want to put a spotlight on them.
0: Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, trying to think. Um, trying to think of what I've been jamming lately. Well, you know, when we, to be honest, when we went and played Toronto, it was awesome seeing Massanera and uh, Quiet Fear. Both those bands blew me away and loved them. Uh-huh
1: i love quiet fear so much Unless yeah they're they're
0: good they're bands. brutal and then um i mean i just think like as soon as i hear of a band they just start blowing up um i'm sure something it'll something will you know i'll be like oh yeah but i mean you know bands that i kind of hoped were would uh you know hit a stride or people are starting to know you know like you know, when no man started playing and now everybody, you know, a lot of people know, no man, but I was loving what they were doing. And, um, not, not anything in particular. I mean, the Richmond scene, like I said, just has tons and tons of punk bands. Um, you know, I'm really stoked with what Paul who uh, Art just put out, he does persistent vision records, um, just reissued the 99 records. He's, he's got a lot of cool things kind of coming up around the corner and, um uh, he just put out the private hell tape which is a buddy of mine um it's it's one of his punk bands and we played with another one of his bands in richmond this summer called ghoulie um but yeah there's like all a lot of the richmond punk bands you know if, if you haven't heard them public acid from there is really awesome and vertebrae is really awesome um I don't know i i just it'll it'll pop it when i when one yeah. pops in, I'll, I'll yell but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean i just think a lot of like you know i i've heard of a lot of bands but be- right before they you know i remember matt right. playing me it's infant island and, and no moss when he was recording these bands and i'm just like mm, now they're fucking huge so yeah but
2: yeah they just signed a know. secret voice there i saw what yesterday yeah yeah Album album, so hyped yeah it's gonna be nice it's gonna be nice
0: They they were they did they were at the fest right yeah, i don't know if they there were so it, many richmond bands i can't they, even remember they, they went on come. the lineup this year I don't they, think. they might have come
1: because those dudes love screamo not that much but um i don't know if they were they didn't play this year did they, they play last year Rob? they played nff one of the years i think it's been a while though. they haven't played for a long time like in general like
2: I don't believe they played last year, unless they played day three, because I missed day three. But I don't remember mm. seeing them on the lineup, but they were yeah. chaotic to interview all four of them. That was. Oh, you interviewed when,
1: all four of them?
0: <laughs> that's yeah. when I learned
2: that's a bad That's when idea. the rule went
0: into place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I thought it might be fun. To, well, I saw that you guys usually do this in tandem. So mm. at first I was like, maybe I'll get my brother on too. Just because sometimes I get bored of my same old bullshit, so I'm like somebody else has got to talk. Like there's there's <laughs> nine of us, there's eight of us. These, but I mean you know, the yeah. thing is, is I got kind of the better memory of everybody, and I booked mm-hmm. like all the shows, so I remember the bands, I remember the right. towns, so I re- you know, yeah, <laughs> I have the better memory. Uh, yeah. These other guys, they might have like good recollections of things that i've completely forgotten about like you know there's so many of us we all each on tour would have different experiences like this this crew would be out at a party these guys would be making pasta and talking about other shit
2: that's crazy because like the fucking slipknot of screamo
0: oh yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know why yeah we finally you know on this last trip we went from eight to nine we've never had four guitar players at once before not yeah, how like, many
2: is too many do you guys do you draw i mean that's somewhere? already too many, <laughs> too
0: many. but I, I i went back and saw some videos and i did like the there was a stereo effect to it that i thought was yeah.
3: effective
0: so like i like the symmetry of like two guitars bass two guitars bass singer drummer i like it just it, it fit really nicely i'm like that's an odd number but it's like an equal It it is like an arrow or something Yeah, there is symmetry to it.
1: And I think for a band, oh,
0: sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it also allowed us maybe we, for the first time on any time we've played, we gave up the full stacks on this tour because we had the number of players. And we always used to have all that, the stacks for just volume and layers. And, you know, actually, and also the older we've gotten, we're like, we don't need to stack all this shit to sound good. We can sound good. chances are it'll sound a lot better with just one cabinet per but you know we did want to (laughs) we wanted to bring the pain for toronto but we you know we were like nah not necessary yeah this will sound better if if we all get up there and crank like (laughs) this nine or how many members there are six full stacks of amps it'll just be absurd yeah that'd be a
1: lot which and and i will say oh sorry go ahead
0: i was gonna it gets expensive too
1: yeah, that is true. Cost <laughs> prohibition for a massive band, like
0: yeah. Eventually, we won't be able to tour because it costs too damn much. Yeah, need too mean, much. Too much equipment. Too big of a van. Need two vans at a certain point, I imagine. Yeah, probably.
1: But uh, your NFF set was like just like perfect because like the amount of discordance happening on stage felt like very like equal to like just absolute chaos being sown in the crowd. Like it was just stark raving madness like from all fronts and it was just it was perfect that's awesome
0: yeah we that was that was a very fun set i was it definitely a memorable that will go down as one of the better ones i think i we all really enjoyed that one yeah such good people everybody was so awesome there like the the uh the audience was so um present and it had been a while, and, it, and I just very warm and welcoming. And like every interaction I had before and after was so positive. It was a very, I hope we get back to Canada again sometime, maybe to play a couple more shows or something, because that it, it's very good vibe.
1: Oh, yeah. The Toronto scene's crazy. A lot of the Canadian scenes are really fantastic and honestly pretty slept on.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's too bad. You know, I mean, you know, it was for us we'd never been to Canada and I've never been to Canada personally. Like the band made it out to Europe. And then I've been to Europe with other bands, but, um, never, never in my life, Canada. And, you know, I, I was worried that something would we would hit a snag or somebody would have something that we didn't know about. And maybe, It just enough time hadn't passed from this or that. And then, you know, I, you know, but, you know, it's not like anybody has any crazy records or anything, but we knew. So when city of Caterpillar went a few months before us, one of their, one of our friends was their roadie and he couldn't get in for stealing, like for Uh, petty, like petty theft when he was like 19. And that was just giving a discount at a thrift store to friends who were like cutting up jeans and making patches. And this yeah, guy can't get into Canada. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> he's a family man. And just, you know, he's paying, he's paying for giving those uh, jeans away at, for cheap. Yeah. That's madness. That's Cause so he dumb. was going to come with us actually, and kind of be our driver and you know, our merch guy and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he wasn't able to make it, but yeah.
1: You
0: know, I, <laughs> I guess you live on their own
1: yeah well hopefully next time but um, yeah we uh we actually had another question from a reddit user uh somebody underscore o lowercase o underscore uppercase o it's making the i thing i don't know how to i can't like it's hard to like verbally articulate it but it's one of those names (laughs) but um, (laughs) yeah asks uh they wanted to know um when did you realize like you had this kind of legendary status like. I'll say within the genre, but also in punk, because like you guys, Page 99 is big enough that like you guys have that crossover where like you're a punk band and people outside of like the screamo genre have also heard of you and are like familiar with your work. So like, was that like before you kind of broke up or was that like after you realized? It?
0: Um, it's right now talking to you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah right.
0: <laughs> Rob's Rob's bashful. He can't.
1: He still is in disbelief when you know, like you are like, yeah, I'll do it, and we're like, no, he's
0: killed. I was like, no,
4: he's not. He's not going to oh, show man. up. We're just going <laughs> to wait. Even yeah. like, well, we what
0: was, are the idiots when we hit st- when we hit stop on this. I'll hang out and talk to you guys for another couple hours. <laughs> Don't
1: tempt me because I. <laughs> yes. you. Um,
0: you know, uh, definitely not when we were playing. Though when, but we were doing well at our, la- our last summer we were touring the summer of 2002. We did a, I think, seven to eight weeks of US um, with majority role. Um, and those shows were pretty big. They were getting pretty big. And when I say big, I mean by like 100 and some, some, some towns a little bit more and some towns like maybe 50 to 75. But that was good. We were like making money and paying, paying for gas and and beyond. Um, and then we did Europe. But you know, so at the that last summer tour, we definitely felt like we were doing well. Um, but it wasn't really until, let me think, it wasn't really until we did our first 2011 reunion, which
1: um that was like best friends day or something yeah
0: it was best friends day and you know we a friend of ours lars interviewed us for NPR. he was just asking us about scrams Was i'd literally just come i and was like i don't know what that means like i know screamo <laughs> and people started saying screamo to me yeah. i i remember hearing screamo first time somebody said screamo to me was forbes who played Uh, They did a split with Jerome's dream. And I remember hearing that. And I remember people saying, oh, it's like bands like Sleepy Chime Trio, 400 years and the Gravity Records. So I'm like, I get that. Yeah, it's what we call spastic punk hardcore or whatever. But then Lars was like scrams. I'm like, "I, I, I don't know if I'm being made fun of or not. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then I was like what's Scrams short for where's the Z come from why Scrams why not Screamos is this a joke does this come from a word and what is it actually referencing and it took me some time to figure out what Scrams was originally referencing is taking back that era of like you know that I guess we were involved in with Orchid Drums, Dreams, Tasia, Russell Man uh, taking that back away from what the w- the mid 2000s the late 2000s with the alternative press and the makeup and the emo suite yeah like I, the the out. hot topic core yeah, Mall you know.
3: in, Mall yeah you know. and,
0: and that yeah. just like that made me laugh and it was just like so <laughs> derailed with stuff like the used or yeah i was like this is not even close enough <laughs> for somebody to be like this is real scream i was like was there ever even a question that that stuff was not screamo because if i'm one person you i might be one of the only like old punkers that you guys have on here that will admit that that screamo music is good everybody else is going to say they're (laughs) by it but i'm telling you all those bands back then fucking ruled and all anyone ever said we were doing was punk you know i saw orchid like play before chaos me like i remember and i kind of give I said something. I think maybe I heard Jay do another interview with you guys. And Jay, I I could sit here and tell Jay shows he forgot he played. Because once they played in Sterling with us in our hometown in a house, it was a house show with Pig Destroyer, Orchid, Page 99, Pain Driver who was with Pig Destroyer, Hill Mary who was on Vermiform, which was members of what? Eucharist?
1: Oh shit.
0: Uh, um, and then two bands showed up that could oh, and burned up bled dry. And then one band showed up that couldn't get on because the show was too full, and that was Born Dead icons, all in Sterling, Virginia. I and he he's like, I don't think we ever played with Page Nine. I'm like, dude, you played with Page9 and I like three three or four <laughs> times, and I'm blown away by your fucking band. Like when So when we first saw them, they were like a mid-paced hardcore band, like slow. And I I was like, yeah, they're cool. I had the demo and I knew Will Dandy because he was doing clean plate records and they did the split with Pig Destroyer. I was like, sweet. And again, that was all kind of like slower, more mid-paced hardcore. So I was like a fan of the band and we had a show with them in Baltimore at a place called Chop Shop. I was like, sweet, Orchid, I love them and like you know hardly anybody there and you know like you know we're orchid and then they blasted the chaos as me stuff before anybody had ever heard it like probably maybe the whole thing it was like seeing maybe what one could equate the, to the ramones like every song back to back done in maybe 15 minutes probably played 15 or 16 songs they were brutal they were fucking amazing and then you know I remember, you know, all those bands. I loved all those bands. String, Combat, Ruin, Veteran, Inhumanity, Reversal Man, Locust, Jenny Piccolo, like all that stuff. And I was like, you know, Jenny Piccolo.
2: I don't think it talked about enough. Great band. That's very yeah.
0: true. Did you guys oh just every. I mean, we we saw a lot. Me Lai. Do you guys remember that band from Chicago? Oh, shit i have not heard that name in a
1: long time
0: they they we saw so one show in the i mean we saw all these like fucking awesome bands that were just all you know and grind and screamo was like yeah. two really popular independent so like after that era of rorschach and born against it was like grindcore and screamo like basically hand in hand being like making up the diy scene And we played with all those bands in the beginning, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, some of that stuff got called screamo because they were just saying it's like screaming emotional hardcore, which is what that stuff was. Yeah, I mean, that's people don't like the term, and I maybe don't. The term's just whatever, and maybe it's gotten askewed. But those those that original run of that era of bands, like mid to late '90s, was sick.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's just it's such a definitive era that like even now, you know, you saw it at New Friends Fest. Like they could have fit like they could have probably had another night of you guys playing and like it still would have sold out. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I mean, I, that would have been fun. I mean, you know, it's, you know, long winded story. It's like they they were talking to us about what it was. And then we went and we played that show and it was more people than we'd ever played to. It was about maybe a thousand people and they knew all of our songs it was all a new generation It is his like 10 years later i'm like how do all these people that's i guess when i was like oh people like our band and then when we came back in 2017 to all sold out shows and stuff i'm like well jesus christ like <laughs> and that's why bands are doing it now like you know yeah like, because like at least they get to for everything you know i love that sasha for one is doing all the benefit shows like we we have done so Mm -hmm. they're using their popularity for good which is like an amazing thing it's very non-selfish not that i have a problem with any band getting back together and doing it for fun because i believe in that but i if you can pull like an audience like like say share page 99 you may as well kick some back to you know people who helped you have that voice or whatever yeah, I mean that's actually that
1: is like a question I really like wanted to ask and was excited to ask you because I wanted to talk about that tour where you worked with like a different charity in each, uh, like for each town or area for each show that you went and like I you know if you could talk a little bit more about like how that that first of all that's it's, it's incredible and it is very much in the spirit of punk that I believe stuff like that should continue to happen you yeah. know whether a band can facilitate it or not in like whatever capacity you can, but like if you could talk more about that and like the ethos of how that ties into the band, that'd be really great.
0: Um, I think, you know, for us, you know, we had only done the one reunion, the two shows in 2011. And, you know, we just didn't know if we would do it again or if it was feasible. And at that time, like our players were kind of everywhere, like George lived in San Francisco you know people just lived everywhere from texas to brooklyn to san francisco richmond and so new york we just didn't it was hard to do so we didn't think about it a close friend of the band katie otto who we've known forever she's done exotic fever records and done her own bands over the years uh she reached out to a few of us blake maybe um and it was like, it was, you know, it was during the Trump times. Like, listen, like, there's just too much. There's just too much nastiness and hate going on. Like, you know, you guys should get back together and do a like a a, a couple benefits or whatever. And we're like down. And we, you know, I was like, well, I'm down, you know. And then I was like, well, we got to do it. We'll do it if majority rule doesn't, which we thought was never going to happen ever. That, um because that was, you know crazy. Yeah, no, we we didn't think it was gonna happen. And and you know, Majority Rule ended kind of funny. I actually joined, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was part of Majority Rule for the very end of the band. So I joined mm-hmm. after Page 99 broke up and maybe played four shows with them. I always say I kind of ruined the band because I wasn't as tight as those guys. Those guys are fucking flawless musicians, and I just kind of muddied them up. They didn't need me. But the the band did end a little funny with like I think just not all on the same page. Nobody was hating each other or was mad at each other, but everybody went their separate ways. And then it really just seemed like it would never happen. But I was like, I hit up Matt, and I was like, Hey, you know, Katie was talking about doing these shows. We we're talking about maybe doing a couple benefit shows, and we just think it would be amazing if you guys played with us. And Matt was down and kevin was down and then i think they had to reach out to pat and i think everybody was like down but they didn't want to say yes until they maybe all got together so they did all get together and then i think literally matt may have said something like pat wants to see if he can still blast um and he's like well i guess he could still and then they said yeah we're in so after that, I can't remember if it was just one single show or not. It might've just been one single show in DC or Richmond, but me and Matt like pretty much organized that whole thing together. And Matt was exponential, exponential and, and putting that together. And, you know, between Katie Otto's help and Matt doing a lot of vetting and figuring out the different beneficiaries in each city, you know, we would, he he would find one i would find one we would talk about it we'd reach out to them they would agree you know we just tell them what we're doing like you know we're not doing one big huge you know we want we want each of these cities to you know to go to the city and something smaller where maybe thirty five hundred dollars makes a difference you know where it's just a penny in the pot for a bigger organization that's doing good work but we wanted to to know that the money did made a difference sort of, or just moved it along, you know? So we, we did purposely pick smaller, really active rootsy roots based organizations. And um, yeah, all based around, you know, our, our own politics. Um, And yeah, it was incredible doing that and being able to give money to folks at the end of the show. And, and the thing is, is like, we gave, almost the entire door. I think we kept, I think majority enrolled in page 99 in the 2017 tours, maybe split 5% or 10% of the door and 90% or 95 went to the, the beneficiaries, which was a lot of money for some of these shows. And then we just made, we are like, well, we got to make a lot of shirts and bring records because that's how we're going to make the money. And we did really well just selling the stuff and then just gave the money. I mean, it works. I mean, if you can, sort of manage it. And that's what makes me happy to see a band like Stacia do it. They're doing the exact same thing. I'm sure they're making decent money to make it all work by selling merch and making people happy to have shirts and records. Meanwhile, here you go. I hope this helps out. Here's 25 dollars $3,500, $3, um, you know, and it just, yeah, it's like I've, we've, we've i remember giving the money to some people, and they would be like, are you serious? And we're like, yeah, you know, for our DC show was huge. I think it was like, I think we made like 6,000 or more for, for the folks or something. I mean, so, and then we did the same thing on the West coast and um, same, same exact deal. Just all the, all the door money went to the beneficiaries and, you know, we just did our best. And then, you know, for this, these particular shows we just kind of wanted every time we do an outing, we at least want it to center around a particular benefit. And like, you know, we, so we wanted to do something with Toronto, but it was a little, you know, so with the exchange and everything, and we thought it might be fun to do an, an auction, which I do think we raised money at the show and then after for the, the benefit or for the the group the Sherwood or Sherborne health clinic in toronto um and you know and if we go out again you know it you know at least so that was like we're going to do that but you know this also had a higher cost because we were renting so much stuff and um flying you know we had to fly a member out and you know if if, so we try to cover our costs which kind of yeah costly but at the same time like hey you know, we've played these shows before and given. You know, we played these places and we we're able to get money. We were able to give mo- some money to Winchester. We'd not, you know, that was kind of a local, you know, thing out here. So, it's still that's still pretty much a like the heart of like you know, if we play again, there will be a benefit in there somewhere, you know. And if there's shows around it, you know, to to make the ends meet, stuff like that. That's
1: yeah, that's amazing. It's honestly like really great to see too you know that like it doesn't matter how how long ago it was since you guys were like really like super active in the punk scene or anything like that 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 spirit and that ethos like never actually went away Um, yeah you know it's it's good for the younger generation to see that too like all these kids who come in and they maybe don't know much about like scene politics or politics in general or anything like that it's just it's cool to see
0: yeah no i mean and i guess we were you know the one thing with being in dc is there was a lot of politics Growing up here and a lot of benefit shows, positive forces here. So, I mean, in page ninety nine in our original run, played many benefit shows, and if you were, you know, if you were growing up playing DIY hardcore and and it pretty much any time, you know, especially especially throughout the nineties and around DC, you were playing benefit shows. Like, yeah, we played DC was very active with um, benefits. And they still still are. So that influences, I guess, being from D.C. in that regard has had a positive influence on like how we see it, like as far as like money going to good places.
1: Yeah, that's it's seriously wonderful. Uh, So I've I've always been curious and I'm I'm sure you've probably talked about it before and maybe I've even read it at some point, but I've always been curious, like the, the document system right for like the naming convention for like all of the bands work like what what's like the origin point of that like the it feels cryptic like it really gives the, that air of mystery to the band you know? yeah it's so funny
0: because like- it, it it's it's very literal so like one of the thing, i guess it was my idea but it came about because of the the lack of documentation of our high school band even existing. So page 99 was only the second band I ever did. Yeah. So when we started page 99, you know, we wanted to keep flyers. We wanted to keep photos and, you know, we didn't think records were in our realm of releasing records was, we never thought that that was going to be something we would end up doing. Um. So when, when it came to, releasing records is just like titling them just now ne- it just seems so laborious so we're it's, that's like one of the hardest things to do is title a band name make a band name or title a record so we were just like just you know make them all documents all one to whatever and you know it'll just be easy to keep track of i mean that's just all there is to it like <laughs> That's no, awesome. No, 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 I mean, and literally, <laughs> what more. they are is like documentations <laughs> of that band. Uh, you know, literally from one to fifteen over five years.
3: Yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, I do think it works. I like, you know, and I've, I've always, you know, I guess you could say one novel thing I noticed as a Jesus Lizard fan is that all of their, all their record titles were four letter words. So I was like, I love that. Yeah. We got to do something like that, and you know that that with the idea of like, well, here's proof of the the band existing. This is document one, two, three, yeah. and, four, and so on. So I mean, uh, yeah, the Jesus the Jesus Lizard sort of influenced that because you know they had head, pure, goat, liar. And, you know, all their their records are just four letter words, which I always love too
1: i never realized that until you actually said it
0: yeah yeah i mean that's (laughs) i never really thought about that and then even all their comps and stuff show and they have a later comp i can't remember and then you know shot and blue or their later albums yeah all four letter words
1: Um, (laughs) having a revelation right
0: now i'm sorry there you go
1: You know, I uh, I was kind of curious what, um, like, has there been, like, I'm sure there's maybe been a couple at this point, but, like, since the bands returned, even from, like, back in 2011, have there been, like, any full circle moments that you've gotten to experience, like, where you've kind of, like, either come back to a venue or gotten to play with, like, a band you really wanted to play with or, you know, like, anything that kind of felt like a, holy shit, like, this really is, like, surreal almost kind of thing.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean... I guess, like, just I don't know. I mean, I think it happens every every trip we've been on. There's, like, kind of a, a full circle moment. Um, you know, if it's even, like, the, you know, for us, like, for instance, when we did 2011, we played right before Converge, and we, like, Worship Converge back in a few of us. Like, me and Corey loved Converge, like, early on, like 95, 96. And uh, we're like, oh, f- finally get to play with Converge. We At yeah. that point, Pygmy Lush had been recording with Kurt, so we knew, but we just didn't, you know, Converge yeah. is huge at this point. We're not really playing with them. But, you know, it's like, oh, it's kind of cool to play like with Converge finally, because we were supposed to have played a show with them. We were on a show with them. In our original run early on, but they their drummer was a no they were supposed to headline. Their drummer was a no show, and that's literally when they dropped the drummer and got Ben, who I think sure. played in Force by Glass at that time. Um and he uh yeah, so we never you know, we never played with I saw him a ton, but we never played with them, and then yeah, we played with them. So that's cool. I mean, I think f- a lot of stuff kind of happened to me early on when we'd play with the heroes like Nick Sakes. And then we played with, so I was a huge fan of the Kiltio fairies and we had the prophet, the Lord shall live. Um, I don't know if you know those bands, but, um, Joshua so. Plegs, the singer of them is like queer, queer punk, hardcore, um, from the kind of late early mid to late nineties on K records and kill rock stars. Uh, and the Kiltio Ferry seven inches is just raw punk. And then like we had the prophet had like a 63 year old violin player and like just really savage. You guys might like the, we yeah, had the prophet stuff cause it's really chaotic, like kind of screamy, like punk hardcore. And then, so the singer of that band became acquainted with him over the years and we played or we didn't play. We did funny enough. We were going to play with his new band, in washington um and he he set up a show we played he hung out and and then we saw him practice but you know we hung out and established a friendship after that so we've really been fortunate to kind of meet a lot of like guitar heroes even you know just and you know oh you know here's a full circle moment now that i think about it because i'm thinking of like musical heroes but um when when we did our 2017, the the reunion shows on the East coast, we uh, had a show at St. Vitus and we were covering a born against song. And I had become acquainted like only through social media with um, Javier who played in born against. And uh, I reached out to him and was like, Hey, this is, you know, he, I already fanned, you know, fanboyed on like years before or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, "Hey Javier, I know." Uh, I was like, "You know, it was totally random, but you know, one of my my old punk bands playing together." And I know I've told you, you know, we're all Born Against fans, and we're gonna do a cover of Mary and Child. It'd be fucking great if you played it with us. And yeah, he he met us at the show. He came and sound checked with the song, and then he played with us. Then he played. Yeah. We had a second New York show. So you know what went if there's a single moment, I can't believe it didn't hit me like a ton of rice. A single moment would have been like a bunch of screaming, like fans right in front of a sold out New York show and looking over and seeing Javier from morning. I remember pictures of him on the CD. You know, I'm a kid. I'm like a kid. This guy, you know, he's got a motorhead shirt. I'm analyzing every fucking, like every guitar they have, every piece of equipment, like what they look like, what they're wearing. like, this guy, I mean, now we're friends. Now we're, you know, we're tight and we're friends and it's genuine, but it's just when he, I didn't really know him all that well then, but, you know, that's what punk rock does is it's like, Hey, cool that you younger guys are covering this song. I'll do it. And then, you know, he comes up and joins us. And like, that's a surreal moment for me because it's just like, I think that's what makes punk rock cool is that, it's participants aren't up their own ass enough to not realize. I mean, that's the same thing. Like, you know, I know, like say a band like Portrayal of Guilt, like Love, Majority Rule and Page 99. And then they asked or they asked something about saying if they could play with us. And then we invited them to the New York show, that same show, actually, I'm talking about. <clears throat> and they end up being like incredible band. Good fucking people. And fantastic. like, fantastic band. And so we're just like, you know, and now in, a, in some way, I mean, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I mean, maybe you talk to Matt from Portrayal, he'll tell you that, you know, he loved, you know, what Matt was doing or what Paige was doing or whatever. And like, you know, without even realizing it's the same thing that Javier's doing, like to some younger guys who really like their older band. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, wow. You know, I was just like, just, I'm just a dude from Sterling who didn't even know how to do punk, didn't know we'd be touring, didn't know we'd release records, and now I'm like playing with sharing the stage with a guy who I just saw on my records when I was a kid in high school. It's nuts. Yeah, I guess that's the beauty about like punk rock. That's a full sort full circle moment.
1: Yeah, that's, that's they, an incredible they, story.
0: They happen every every time we go out to me too, and it's yeah. not always just like that. It's sometimes. i don't know there's a lot like in toronto in particular so many awesome trans folks and non-binary people like greater in numbers than i'd ever seen and just so grateful for us playing there i'm just like you know i mean i just like that so many years removed from being active that there's still space for us to like be now and and part of their group. Like for me, it's like, thank you for having us, you know, like, because, you know, this doesn't happen to everybody. And so when we, you know, all the people we met in Toronto who were, you know, so warm and kind, it's just, that's another full circle moment. Like, man, it's just like, this is somehow reciprocal. This is how I felt when I was like young and I was at some of these sh- these shows and I was like meeting some people like, Thank you for playing like in the middle of fucking nowhere for us or you know. So yeah. I mean like I said, it literally happened the last show we played. So I mean, I'm always I always find myself humbled and grateful to to, to do what we've been doing. Yeah. Well, That's
2: up. Um, sure you got a million good show memories but do you have like a specific tour memory as a band that stands out in your head this is where all of the, the other
0: guys <laughs> <laughs> you
2: said you had the best memory though so. well yeah but i don't
0: have the best story tour stories the other guys have the tour so um okay uh, who can we call like right now yeah, yeah, probably, dial a friend <laughs> yeah I'd probably call blake he'd probably I tell like you it. anything At like uh, eleven in the morning oh he's out he's out where you are he's in portland well he's on the west coast oh that's right he moved again huh yeah he's the only one who's not in virginia right now oh
1: interesting Mm -hmm.
0: but uh so i mean yeah he has a ton of stories because you know i mean he'd tell you he'd be off doing crazy crazy drugs somewhere and like jumping from one rooftop to another rooftop which literally did happen at one point well okay all right for that matter He was (laughs) strung up on so many drugs (laughs) on maybe the 2000, shit, I don't know, 2001 tour, maybe 2002, summer. We said, Blake, he was just so messed up. You know, Blake's had on and off drug problems. I'm rooting for him to ditch it. I love the man to death. He'll admit to, you know, his shortcomings and such. But uh, he was he had a massive problem when we were on the West coast and he made us late to a couple shows. And we said, Hey, you know, if, uh, <laughs> and in Seattle, like we have to go to, you know, we're going to Spokane. We have to be there by this time. If you're not here and ready to leave, we're leaving you. So we left them. That's, that's kind of long story short. Holy he wasn't shit. there. And yeah. then, he, then we gave him some more time. He never showed up and then we're like, Whoops. we're gone. And we left him yeah we're like he's a grown man he'll find find a way to the next show if he wants to join us yeah and he did he came later he took a bus and to to spokane and met us there after the show (laughs) and and then yeah it was summer 2001 because i think he was much better behaved in in 2002 and and the funny thing is is blake now is like you know he's he's an early riser and make sure we get to places on time. I mean, you know, it's just yeah. you know it's you know that's just one little story. But I mean, there's so many things. There's so many, with that many people. Right. But I mean, there's w- one time we uh, met the Santana tour bus, one of the ro- road tour buses. Wait, like Carlos? Like, Santana? I was in like 1999. Like, yeah, Carlos Santana. He was Holy like on, shit. on the, and we. <laughs> We had them. The guy, this the road crew was it was just one guy meeting going to meet the crew. He had the whole bus. And he was just like, you know, he saw that we were obviously in a band. And then we were asking about who you got. And he's like, I'm on the Santana tour or whatever. I don't know. And then he's asked if we wanted to go onto the bus. And we're like, fuck yeah. So we we all got on this huge ass, like, you know, tour bus and he took us to mcdonald's (laughs) and and people and we were like you know we were geeking when we were on the you know on the bus we were like you know like flipping switches playing with stuff trying to open windows being adults yeah yeah Yeah, we're just running up and down and (laughs) we're like take us to McDonald's. he's like you know where we go take us to mcdonald's (laughs) and we go to mcdonald's and these people like we go in there and he he says we're gonna tell them you're slipknot because there's a ton of you no
3: shit.
0: So we did a. say, so we went into that McDonald's and convinced everybody we were Slipknot without the mask, And people were like, people looked like we, they were meeting stars and shit and gave us a bunch of free food. And they looked like, 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 you know, <laughs> when you walk off a tour bus and into like a McDonald's, you automatically feel it. You feel like you are yeah. cool because you just walked off. And, you know, we know we're nowhere like that. But we're like, wow, even people are looking at us like we're famous. They don't even know who we are. Yeah. But there's this huge ass tour of us. And then the one guy's like, tell him who you are. The driver. And then we're like, Slipknot. <laughs> Without the masks. <laughs> I don't know. There's even more. I don't know. Shit. That's a,
1: that's, oh, I'm sorry. I got to take a minute to like soak that
0: story in. It's amazing. Are you a big
2: Santana <laughs> fan then? or? uh
0: no, no. We just—I no. mean, we knew. Yeah, you know, obviously, we knew who he, who he was. But I mean, yeah, you know, and smooth featuring Rob Thomas. Actually, you know, Rob that's one of the time. You know, so he was huge then. He had just—I was, had gonna, I was about Rob to say Thomas that was like, like <laughs> it was like in '99, 2000. Yeah, absolutely. He was like blowing up. <laughs> I mean, my mom. I, I mean, I like a couple of old Santana records. My mom loves Santana.
2: Yeah. So my dad's seen make-
0: Santana like
1: five or six times at this point. Like he Are you him. serious? I'm dead serious. My dad's a huge Santana fan. That's Man. cool. You're not yeah. just messing? You like him? No, he's like – he he loves Santana. Anytime he would play in Las Vegas, my dad's like, we're going to go see Santana. You want to come? And, like, I was younger, and I was like, no, I don't want to go see Santana because I'm an idiot, you know? <laughs> but,
0: damn. I think he's I, – I like him. I mean, yeah. We, I was going to try to see him last summer. I was going to take my mom and <laughs> – I couldn't do it because one of my one of my best friends was getting married that I knew long before. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. same day. And one of my buddies is getting married. So I can't really ditch that. But uh, I took her this summer to see James Taylor I, I trying to take her to see like her some of her favorites. Yeah. But, you know, um, I don't know. We there's all sorts of crazy story. I mean, you know, like yeah. one, one another one is popped in my head on the Europe, there's not a lot of good european stories but one thing that i do find funny is we page 99 played chaos pilot and soccer and beat them <laughs> so we kind of we kind of brag about we bet beat some norwegians in soccer Well, you beat that's them sick. yeah i mean we were all old that's top- wild there was a bunch of old soccer players on page 99 we that's... used to play like we all used to play travel soccer like at least oh, no four of us so uh they were, like, <laughs> Fun fact. they were pretty bitter about it too. Yeah, they're Norwegian. Well, that's like they their probably sport, right? It's yeah. like It'd a blood feud just... up yeah. there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but then, you know, you know, I mean, th- those guys were awesome. And then Haram, yeah. you know, I played in a band called Haram with the Madge Rule guys. And then we went mm-hmm. out there and we played with Chaos Pilot a few times too. So we yeah. became good friends and tease each other still to this day about beating them in soccer. That's awesome. <laughs> Chaos Pilot <laughs> also. Not so, cool! So. Not cool for Americans to beat Norwegians in soccer.
1: Mm. It's a bad look. They laugh. They watch our. They watch the MLS to laugh. Like that's like their like variety comedy hour.
0: Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Like, oh, I mean, you know, especially on their home turf. Yeah. But but it was fun. It was actually fun yeah. to have like a a pure childlike moment with uh, you know on on the road on what was otherwise a a pretty miserable experience. Yeah. But then it mean, the sounds like a bonding stuff. moment. Yeah. 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 I think it was. I mean, I you know, I'm still tight with a couple of those guys to this day
2: that's awesome hmm. uh, I, so, I had a two-part question there um would you would you be mick thompson <laughs> or greg jones if you were the slipknot guitarists
0: i don't know who those guys I don't <laughs> <think they are. laughs> who do you who do you think i would be you know mick
2: thompson has a cooler mask So i I'm was gonna, gonna say
0: who has the better mask what, yeah, Mick Thompson. what, what mask sure. does he have
2: well like out of all these bands that you have played with is there one that you haven't yet that you want to you still want to share the stage with after all these years?
0: Oh, uh, shit. That we haven't played with. Have and now not. is this is this is this like realistic? Like it, you obviously can't be like Nirvana or Jesus Lizard or something like that. So something that was like, man, we could have played with them, but we just never did. Hmm
2: yeah, we'll go with realistic for this one. Usually I say dealer's choice and that you get to.
0: Dealer's choice. Um, I guess realistically, if we had started earlier, I would have, you know, obviously loved to share the stage with born against Rorschach. Um, maybe dead guy, (laughs) you know, dead guys playing again. So it'd be cool to play with them. Um, you know, but we've played with a lot of bands. I've, you know, that I've really loved, like, playing with bands like his hero we play with his heroes gone a couple times um play with dystopia a couple times i hate god um just a lot of like you know a lot of cooler bands i still really love uh i don't know what what else is more realistic uh i don't know i think it'd be fun to share the stage with some of the the other Screamo bands from back in the day that are still playing, it'd be fun to play with them again. Jerome's yeah. Dream, Sasha.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> that would
0: be fucking
2: nutty. Should All do Scram a Papa Pioneers best. tour. Do a Pioneers tour. Because, like, the the, yeah. <laughs> the consensus is Jerome's Dream, Sasha, uh, Paige, and Orchid would be like the four founding fathers. <laughs> no, that would be a fucking nutty tour. That yeah. would be a
0: nutty tour. The four pillars of Scrams. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I you know, <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I would love to. You know, other bands that we didn't, I saw that I did. We didn't play with would be like Inhumanity and Reversal Man. Uh, those bands, like those were, you know, I saw Reversal Man, but we just and we were on bills with them, but the, either we canceled or they canceled. So, oh, Wait, yeah, you sure never played saying, for me. What's that?
2: i'm shocked you never played with reversal yeah no just uh
0: satelliting each other the whole time like we just you know that's wild ships in the night we never i saw the them in combat only once in in the Mm. dc area i think i might have seen reversal man in one other time but i can't recall but i never saw in humanity but we another band of mine played with um on a punchline, they were incredible, and then we played with Thank God, who had members of uh, members of like that whole like South, like you know, South Carolina, like Southern punk hardcore. But yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be like I said, it'd be fun to share a stage with some old contemporaries again, and you know, or for the first time. Um, and it would also be really cool to play with some bands that you know we never had the chance with. Uh, as far as bands today. There's so many, I can't even, you know, we're, I love yeah. the band Bach and we're really trying to, we've definitely talked to them about trying to play together sometime, but you know, it's got to be about timing as well. So just kind of see, see what happens. Hopefully we can share stages stage with another couple rad bands.
1: Yeah. Here's hoping, here's hoping for the uh, Page 99 Santana tour later this year. <laughs>
2: next year (laughs) i mean
1: if you guys covered smooth and got i don't know maybe like (laughs) billy werner to fill in as rob thomas that would be pretty sick i think personally
0: so i used to work at a blockbuster it's the only time i never really worked in the food business for a couple years actually i booked the whole page 99 tour on the blockbuster phone i know that awesome um but (laughs) during that time They, you know, they had the TVs that played, and yeah. they had the, like a VCR or whatever that was playing the same fucking thing on repeat, and it was that yeah. damn smooth song over and over and <laughs> over again.
1: <laughs> I can see how that would be like hell. And then like I mean,
0: <laughs> the other things, like Backstreet Boys, huge then, okay. and uh, Eminem, one of one of his, his big album, his first big album or whatever, all that shit. I heard that stuff all way too much
1: that's crazy i was
0: like and, and i was like how is this santana rob thompson song fucking enormous it blows <laughs> wait so have you seen him play that live do you see him no play-
1: no I've, ne- I've never seen santana play live unfortunately my dad has i think my dad said he has seen rob thomas come out and play that song with him and okay. like my dad is obviously like super psyched about it but um, yeah. I've never, I've never seen it. I'm also really curious how they this VCR would loop from Santana to Backstreet Boys and then to Eminem. That'd be a really
0: interesting. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's just they just, oh, it's
1: terrible, terrible. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: How do we get <laughs> to into hear about types conversations on this show? I'll never understand. It's uh, supposed ADHD. to be a punk podcast, and then it just ends up into this. ADHD, Rob. Every time I have,
1: I have ADHD, man. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> and I don't yeah. take anything for it. So.
0: Are there any bands in particular you guys are like that would be like kind of up like on the bucket list that you're like, OK, whether it's a reunion or I guess maybe reunion, because uh, you, you always kind of wish you saw the bands you never had a chance to see. Rob would Rob's just going to hate
1: my picks because it's bands that he's never heard of. so.
2: No one's heard of any of the freaking music you listen to, whatever. <laughs> I, I would say for Canada, the gorgeous because I actually never got to see them, or if I did, I don't remember them. And they were like a local Ontario band and they're fucking awesome. Oh, Checking they're called theater. the gorgeous?
0: Yeah. gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, what kind amazing. of music is it?
2: It's a really interesting blend of uh, I, I guess would be melodic hardcore, but they like just nobody sounds like the gorgeous as far as I'm concerned. Are I don't are- know how to even explain it. They're not, they're no longer a band or no, 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 they haven't been since I was like a kid, like 15, 16, maybe. No, okay. wait, Great Lakes was 07. I don't know they probably split when I was
0: like 19, maybe. Latest, are they on Spotify or anything. I'll definitely check them out.
2: I believe they are. The album's called Great Lakes, and I'm almost Great positive. Lakes. I'm looking right now.
1: I've never yeah. heard of this band.
2: Yeah, the album Great Lakes <laughs> by the Gorgeous it's, It is on Spotify. All right, I want to scope it out. Just I would, down. uh.
1: I would kill for a my heart to joy, reunion, but I know that's probably never going to happen. So the who uh, my heart to joy, also known as my heart to joy at the same time. They were a screamo band who turned into like this really great, like indie rock band, weirdly enough. Uh, they were era. I don't
0: I haven't heard of them.
1: They were they were from like more of like when I was kind of getting into the scene. So like between mm-hmm. 2007 and 2010. And uh, one of the guys went on to play in a band called The World is a Beautiful Place. And I know, yeah, I know that. Oh, he, he left eventually. But uh, yeah, they, and they've had like crazy members who've like gone on to do other really cool stuff. Uh, one of one of the guys who used to play in that band now does Silver Bullet Studios, Chris Teddy. And he is also in the world is. Um, I, I'm about to go off on a tangent, so I'm going to stop myself. We have other <laughs> questions we need to ask. I've just <laughs> you know, oh, it's
0: interesting for me because, you know. Yeah. I don't know how old you guys are, but I, I, you know, and especially recently because I'm not at work, I get so tired of my playlist. I, mm-hmm. I kind of just want more music to, to just soak up, especially in the, independent hardcore scene because i'm not out there as much so if somebody throws something at me I'm oh
2: dude we out. we got playlists
0: yeah we uh, listen to a lot of shit all we, the
2: time like it's, it's literally all we do it's embarrassing we should yeah, probably try to get oh well, yeah <laughs> no, I, I, should <laughs> follow,
0: I should follow up and
1: we
2: yeah, run a fucking podcast some. like we're we we're, yeah. we're
0: well we'll, we'll send you some stuff no that'd be great <laughs> i mean even the new friends so when they announced you know i'd only known knew some of the bands when they announced that. So I went and checked out every single band I didn't know. And I was like, there's half the shits. I mean, that does make me really happy that it's a thriving, there's such a young thriving scene with that sound. And a lot of it's just bet. I mean, most of it's better than it used to be. I mean, I'm like, love all all the older material and you know, all the older bands and stuff but they're for for what it's worth like some of these bands are just killing it you know and oh yeah it's yeah i would like i just went and checked them all out and like gee, because i hadn't heard of habak before that trip oh, now it's God. checked out all that stuff and i was like oh, fucking good. love this band
1: oh, they're yeah. so cool
0: you know it's just yeah. stuff like that i mean i hadn't heard quiet fear i'd heard mass So, I mean, you know, I was, yeah, just that stuff like that. So I'm always trying to be open to, to what's new and, you know, try to hear, I mean, we did that terminal bliss was on the secret voice comp and Mm -hmm. that's another situation. Like, I don't know half of these bands. They're the ones I do know I love, but I checked all those bands out. I'm like, wow, this is awesome
1: that's an insane
0: compilation of it music is.
1: by the way like of like if you a perfect snapshot of like probably the last five to seven years of the scene is like that comp it's like yeah. insane
0: yeah You did a really good job with that i mean, so, I mean it might yeah. not
2: be as cool as our compilation but i guess it was pretty cool <laughs> are you guys working
0: on one uh we we've have a done two <laughs> really okay so i need to check those out then oh yeah. definitely are uh, there any like cross bands that you guys share like or did, do you think, uh, did, did any of the bands play like New Friends Fest?
1: Yeah, we've interviewed, I did some interviews at New Friends Fest. We've
0: had, there are bands that Rob's interviewed that then like, played the New played Friends Fest too, Yeah, a couple times. Oh, but bands that have been on the, the comps that you guys are doing? Yeah, yeah.
2: We've had bands mm-hmm. on the compilation that have played New Friends Fest
0: okay. as well. Yeah. Yeah. The scene is very like intermarried in a lot of really different
1: ways. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, like, It helps that me and Rob are also in different parts of the world because it's like we both like are trying to. Like scoop all of like not even just our local respective scenes, but like I talk to people on like the East Coast and I just like bug the fuck out of them,
2: yeah. You know? And I'm just like, Wait, hey, so how so do you
0: guys cool. know each other? We don't.
1: Hold on, Mike. We're, this is an interview for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We ask <laughs> that we can... questions around. Sorry, <laughs> right. you got us talking. Oh, you you yeah, still not happen
2: often. That doesn't happen often. All right. I don't really well, remember. Until... I think I think I met Elias technically on Reddit when I was first talking about starting a blog spot for screamo and elias was just telling me all this shit and i was like well this dude knows way too much about screamo like more than any one person should so me being the fucking uh-huh. genius i am i was like you should help me with this and now i get free labor so uh, it's true <laughs> technically
0: so we, all of rob's labor is free labor too nobody so you paid. guys yeah, yeah none of us are getting paid didn't grow those. up together or weren't in the same area or anything like that now i've so.
2: never even met elias in person we're supposed to at new friends fest but i didn't make it
0: (laughs) yeah man you guys gotta hang out yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we do enough chatting about music and the the podcast and blog it's like it's uh it's already plenty
1: yeah i talked to rob constantly throughout the day so like i honestly talked to him probably he's like in my top five most texted people easily my wife included scary. in that list, by the way.
2: That's scary to consider that now that I think yeah, about that. Yeah, it's a weird
1: thing. thought, right?
2: That is very weird, yeah. Um, huh.
1: That's interesting. I like <laughs> to, to say I like least. that. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to cut this part out. Yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna...
2: <laughs> I don't even really like Elias that much, to be honest. Yeah, I'm He's not just fan good Rob at what he either. does. He's just <laughs> good at what he does, all right? Yeah. Nice.
1: <laughs> I'm just a smooth talker
2: that's what i tried to. i've do. been tricked <laughs> exactly
1: um, exactly so we're gonna pivot back the hard pivot back to the interview now um if you could see one band that is not active or that is currently doing stuff uh do a reunion show like that hasn't gotten you know quite back together yet who who would it be
0: um hmm. oh i don't know there's so many so, so many of my uh this will never happen. Did happen like my bloody yeah. Valentine was one that was on my list forever, and I've seen them twice now. Uh, Dinosaur Jr. was on my list, and they got back together years ago and now are an active band again. Sebado was on my list, I've seen them several times. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it still just would be born against, not that I think it would ever happen, not that I even think it should necessarily. I mean it should, but I just don't <laughs> think those guys ever would, and I mean it, it's yeah. some, it's, you just really can't see certain bands getting back together, but I definitely would love to the bands I mentioned wishing we could show you know some like reversal of man and humanity and humanity, I'd love to see those bands like yeah, just that I you know I would love to see them again and uh as far as other bands that haven't done a reunion yet, I mean. That I'd love to see that I've never seen. I don't know. I mean, some some of these people are dying off. I would have loved just maybe seen the Smiths before Mer- Morrissey was a butthole.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool. And,
0: there was and a before then, time. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's always a butthole. But <laughs> and then you know their bass player just passed. So I mean, that's yeah. kind, that's kind of something that will probably never happen. Not that I have always would. That's just something you just think would never happen. So I would kind of want to see that. Right. But uh, I don't know, I've seen so many crazy bands do like reunions and I've been fortunate enough to see like cool, like I'm so stoked. I saw the cramps before Lux Interior died. I love the cramps. Um, I saw Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds a few times when they used to have like kind of like the cool lineup of Blixo Bargel and Mick Harvey, just shit like that. Like, Yeah you know i mean if there's a band i wanted to see chances are that i mean like swans i always wanted to see them they got back together i saw them a couple times um i don't know i really love uh the dirty three it'd be incredible to see that you know I, there's a lot of just you know you know there's one band i'd love to see that put out a new record They're and kind of an emo indie rock band but i fucking love them i would actually love to play with them with Page Giant 9, even though it doesn't make sense. But I love that band Giants Chair. Oh, yeah. That was originally crazy. on Caulfield or like Boys' Life. Like I'm kind of a big emo nut from back then, too. Like oh, yeah. all the mid 90s, late 90s emo. So uh Giants Chair is incredible. They got back together and the record they put out is sick. It's like just as good, if not better, than the old stuff. And that's pretty impressive. It'd be cool to play with them.
1: Hell yeah! You ever listen to uh, Bells on
0: Trike? No, but I've heard the name.
1: I think you would re- if you like that era, you would really like Bells on Trike. They just made an Instagram page and they're uploading stuff, and I'm like trying not to tell
0: Bells myself
1: that some that it's gonna come back, but like, God, I really hope that they start playing shows again. Be-
0: <clears throat> so, they were an older band or uh, 90s like
1: emo, like really maybe mid to late, and then like I think in the 2000s for a spell. But, yeah, they they were really sick. Are, yeah. are really sick. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But I, I mean, mean, I
0: like that era. So, you know, the Shotmaker, that would be, for instance, like, there's mm-hmm. a couple of bands, you know, like Shotmaker I fucking love. I, and I saw that discography coming out. It'd be cool if they played again.
1: Yeah, I would fly anywhere for a Shotmaker reunion.
0: Yeah, me. they're they're absolutely sick. Um, this band, uh, there's this band from Richmond called Hose Got Cable from back in the day. yeah Yeah, very weird but they put out some sick ass records they have a double seven inch and maybe a split or their own seven inch and then they have a full length they were on old glory records maybe yeah or you know they were on they kind of played with like bands like sleepy time trio like they were from that era when Sleepy Time was originally Ooh. a band, and cool. played with like you know they did. They were around when Born Agains Men's Recovery Project were playing, and they were just a they were a Richmond band, kind of like spastic hardcore punk. I, I don't know what to call it, you know, kind of like Gravity Records style. And I love all those bands like Angel Hair and Antioch Arrow and stuff like that. Those yeah. bands would be sick to get back together.
1: Yeah. That would be wild. Um, so we have another Reddit Reddit question. Uh, this yes. one's from Reddit user Borzontors. I don't know where they come up with this shit, man? Um, I think it's Borzontors. Borzontors? Borzontors?
2: Oh no, Bor. Yeah, I'll Borzontors. I'll shut up. You go. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't think anyone's got that, but who knows um, They wanted to ask the city of caterpillar song as the curtains dim little white Lies referred to as a track originally intended to be on a split with the page 99 split by robotic empire listed as robo 078 city of caterpillar page 99 split 10 plus cd but went unreleased this isn't a question this is just a statement no no no. there's a second part to it there's a second part to it sorry uh was the page 99 side of that split ever actually recorded is there an unreleased page is it, 99? Is it
0: CIC or COC? The uh,
1: what is Robo 078 City of Caterpillar.
0: It's funny. So the there is an unreleased page 99 thing that was supposed to be at maybe document 15. Oh, and, it gonna and it was going to be a 10-inch. And it was going to be a split 10-inch with creation as crucifixion. And it was Ooh. going to be on Robotic Empire. And it just never, It we were, mm. we finished and we never put it out. So I'm hoping maybe, maybe Paul will want to. It's very experimental because basically, Creation is Crucifixion, page 99 guys shared a love of like kind of noise, some weird, yeah. like abstract stuff. So when we tracked the circle takes a square material and the Madge rule material, there was another track we did that was going to go on the split with circle it's or not the split with circle, but the split with creation crucifixion. That's really noisy. Like there's a lot of noisy guitar and really repet- repetitious drums and bass and crazy vocals. And then, and then we had two other pieces. So we sort of pieced it together like a 15 minute collage of sorts where one the beginning of it was like me, Johnny, Chris, and then a friend of ours who was like friend of the bands. And it was kind of like, we recorded in his home studio. And it was kind of like, I don't know what to call it. It was, almost sounds like a horror soundtrack a little bit. It's just like very tick tocky and not like the app, but like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, So it was really just kind of weird and had some just like abstract noise. And then, The midsection was a field recording taken by our roadie on one of our tours. Or page 99 was, I don't know, (laughs) we must have been coming from a show or leaving a space or something. We were in Detroit and we came upon a busted piano on, on the corner and we just started playing it. And we just started hitting on it like drums and playing it, and it was all like turned upside down and broken. You could pull the you know, the you know, the big what the fuck you call those things, but just you all you the guts were right there, and you could just play yeah. on everything, like so, the cords and like yeah, all, all the the cords and the cables that, that go out. So, I mean, it's like we were just sort of playing on this thing for like maybe a half an hour or so. There's a cut of that that's kind of interwoven into there and it's pretty neat and then it kind of ends with this like studio track and we were always hoping to put it out and it was gonna be a 10 inch but it was never a split with City of Caterpillar. Mm -hmm. I think maybe before City of Caterpillar started playing again there was talk that we would just put out another City of Caterpillar split. And I'm like why do that? I mean we love those. i mean you know Brandon's in both bands and I'm like Brandon do you do you want to do this I'm like probably not but no uh it was never i don't think it was supposed to be we originally we were supposed to do a split with creation and then we broke up
1: okay well that definitely kind of fills in a lot of gaps that's interesting that's so cool though i'd be really interested to to hear that um so like i guess Kind of like a segue then, do, with, is there any possibility that there might be like some new, maybe new to us, like, you know, the scene at large, like release page 99 stuff on the horizon?
0: Um, You know, uh, as far as well, I mean, we are going to, you know, we're still one thing that we're excited about is working with Paul again, who did, you know, Paul originally released The Circle Takes a Split. He used to do perpetual motion machine records. So we're stoked to be working with him to keep the records that have been out of print in print. Um, Yeah. So we're, we do have more plans of doing, so I think we're going to release document eight tape. And I do think we're going to do a tape of document five with reptilian because we still, we still work with Chris X and reptilian records for everything doing to do with document five. Paul and I have talked about maybe releasing that last page 99. Um, Maybe. I think we'll probably do that at some at some point someday. And then the last time we did get together, and we were practicing, we said we'd write something again. So we have been talking about we do want to play into the new year. Or we want to play in the new year. And I think we do have a couple things, actually. Which I'll just keep under wraps for now, but, sure. <clears throat> but um, they're pretty cool. And you know we were thinking you know it'd be awesome to write a note just while we're getting while we're practicing again like let's write a, a song or two and that's just because it's like boring playing those yeah. songs i mean it, this last time i mean if it wasn't for people liking our band and enjoying it and giving it energy when we play it like I am now officially kind of bored with some of that material, like we've just played it too much. So yeah. it would be that cool to do a deeper dive into the stuff we haven't played and really work on unearthing some songs that we just haven't played either ever live or maybe just a few times. And then also all of the guys were like, just write a new one like oh that would be kind of fucking cool so we've kicked yeah. that. Around. i don't i don't know if we'll have the time to do it but it's right. definitely the sentiments there I, d- I don't know if the world needs another page Nine, a new page 99 song really but we do yeah <laughs> speaking on behalf
2: who... of the entire world we do
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you know the sky's the limit because that band kind of always was open to doing anything so i think it could sound like anything um i think yeah. that kind of makes it fun yeah, and maybe use all all four of those guitar players, you know, in an I mean, industry.
1: why not? Why not? Number, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> slight competition that you're unaware of. Where in blue the podcast? Though. They they would like to have more members than
0: Patreon. They should. So you now, I, I think England. my brother saw. Are they? They're not from Richmond, are they? They
1: are from uh currently out of uh, Michigan, Detroit. Area, okay, because
0: I think my brother saw them. They played Richmond and Chris saw him. He, he liked them a lot. He was saying, Um, but that'd be cool. Did they have a lot of members? They did. I think that they were at
1: about eight. So they were like one shy of being tied with you guys. And we uh, when just played They played, up. They played so, NFF. So
2: who are you talking about? Sorry, your audio cut out for a second there. It went all fucky. Me? both years went a little bit oh, beyond uh,
1: t- uh talking about uh heavenly blue the heavenly oh, crew Oh sick.
2: Yes, 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 yes. The heavenly crew. <laughs> yes, the heavenly
0: <laughs> crew. I yeah, say. no, that'd be awesome. Um they should get. And here is something we've been we've been fucking around with. So on this last trip, Johnny, our original drummer, it's the first time he never played that he didn't play any of the shows. with So he's the first time like an original thought fi- of the original five was substituted. Cause we always said we'd never do it without Johnny. But like I said, new fest, we'd been talking to him forever. And I said, I thought it was very unlikely that we'd play again. Cause I was like, this is like pulling teeth with Johnny to play. And if he doesn't play, I don't think the band will do it. So I did reach out. Johnny was like, he didn't want to do it it's not that he didn't want to do it. He has like trouble with his forearm, like tendonitis in his arm.
3: Yeah.
0: And, and doing page 99 materials, particularly tough, you know, cause and especially on the road. And he is kind of, he does have like anxiety. He doesn't like being around big crowds and stuff. That kind of music's not his thing, and it, but he loves the, he loves the band. He loves the, he does love our music and he loves us and playing, you know, he's also in Pygmy lush too. So if me lush plays, he would be there as well, but. Um. So, we <laughs> he gave us his blessing. He was like, "You should definitely get a fill-in. You know, get somebody else to play. It'd be awesome." So we did get one of our, you know, old friends to play with us, and he did a killer job. <laughs> so now we're talking about. Well, I saw Johnny recently. I went at, at a wedding I was at a few weeks ago. I was like, "Hey, we might be playing a little bit more in the new year. If you're into it, you could come along as another guitar player." You could road dog. You could play guitar on a couple songs and then drums on others. And he's like, I, I think I'd like that. So if we come back, it could be, it could be two drummers. Oh, hell yeah. Actually, Jesus. tell Heavenly Jesus. Blue that they need to get two more members. All right. <laughs> oh, they'll be
1: listening to this. So God, I, Yeah. Well, some of them will. I don't, I can't vouch for every member of that band, but I know at least.
0: I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they'll soon realize like, like maybe this wasn't a why every time we're like, Oh, <laughs> you know, anytime, you know, shirts of our sell or we get a streaming royalty and we're like, how many
3: different ways do we have to divide this?
0: Like, Ouch. Oh, great. we only have like fucking five bucks a piece. Yeah. Not that, you know, that doesn't matter. It's cool to get right. to any money at all, but it's like, Oh, it's not, you don't get the, div- <laughs> it's the divide yeah. among a ton of people. So. amazing (laughs) but it works because it's not you know it's never been about the money that's why we're like when our dumbasses added another guitar player (laughs) but so we you know we did the four guitar players this time because in the 2017 so page 99's always had a rotating third guitar player it's always been me and george Mm -hmm. and the third guitar player has been whoever kind of around and with us at the time. So in the 2017 reunion um, and the 2011, Mike who Mike Whitman, who had played who plays in pygmy lush and played in mannequin with me and my brother, uh, he had been the third guitar player. And then when we went to do 2019 tour um, he's just, he's a, he's a family man. He was just really busy at the time when we were doing the 2017 tour. So I actually didn't ask him to play. I just thought he'd be too busy. So we asked our buddy, Nate, who used to play in crust I played in crust with him and he plays in big, no awesome guitar player. But, um, he, he did, he played with us in 2019, he did a killer job. So then when this came up, I had talked to Mike Whitman and he was like, man, I was kind of bummed out. You guys didn't ask me to play. I'm like, man, I didn't know you wanted to play. And I'm like, well, we're playing, again do you want to come and we'll just do four guitar players they're like fuck yeah <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> okay well Hell yeah. everybody was like oh my god you guys have four guitar players why i saw so many people
1: get so fucking psyched they're like this is gonna fucking ruin my hearing let's go <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just glad we didn't do the full stacks then that would have really destroyed people's hearing and not oh, i think the building not, not in a good way i think the building would have taken a hit too
1: at that point
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean, so, you know, we do, we are, you know, we are trying to play in the new year, It'd be cool to play, write some new stuff. I have no idea if we will, but um, you know, we all, it's really hard to make the time for it, but at least I'm surprised and pleased that the band's open playing into the next year, just cause you know, we don't have to do as much work getting you know ready. Cause you know, when we don't play those songs for a long time, it's a lot of, teaching yeah. again it's like how do you teach random weird chords that don't exist non-catchy songs to people that that won't remember them at all
1: that's a that's a great question man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyways yeah yeah um
1: so out of curiosity, what is um, your favorite Screamo split of all time?
0: Uh, Screamo split of all time. Um, shit. I mean, I know I have a couple splits in my head that I love Vo- Faith and Void, Nirvana and the Jesus Lizard, Filth and Blats those are you know that when page 99 majority rolled the display we're like we want it to be like that but um i don't know i have a lot of awesome split seven inches of all those bands back in the day uh you guys know that band encyclopedia of american traders yes they did they do us am i making this up did they do a split with orchid they did i think they did i want to say yes i only ever had their
1: discography i never had their individual stuff but i'm pretty sure that they had
0: that's pr- that's pretty sick. Uh, uh, if I recall, I'd have to go diving into my record collection. Now, I'm, I mean, I remember when the Orca Drums Dream or Orchid Drums Dream Split came out, people were pretty wild about that, and that was a, you know a heavy record. Um, I'm trying to think of as far as like a, a split. Um, I don't know. I really liked a lot of the like gap the gaps gasp news gasp was a band from like the west coast you know california like experimental like grinding hardcore um but as far as screamo all those splits like are good trying to remember who who did what there's so many of them and they flip in my brain like i don't know if this was with neil perry or you know, or you know, Usurp Synapse or Jerome Stream or Book of Dead Names or whatever. Jerome Drum, did Jerome Stream do a split with Book of Dead Names?
1: Uh that I couldn't tell you. But I do know that I think Usurp Synapse did a split with Chaos Pilot. Did they? Maybe I'm misremembering now.
0: They did one with Neil Perry, right?
1: Oh, maybe maybe I'm thinking of the one they did with Neil Perry.
0: Um, I think, you know, as far as like Screamo is concerned, that you know, the, the crown jewels still, I guess, orchid drums dream really. Oh yeah. Maybe just cause um both of those bands are very active at the time and, and played a lot to get, you know, they played a lot together and uh witching hour at the time was just putting out so many sick records. I mean, his label was so crazy and cool. Like everybody at that time, if you were playing that kind of style and, chris had reached out to you and asked to do a split with witching hour you just kind of like oh yeah fuck yeah just because you were excited because the bands didn't have anything to do with the art necessarily it was just chris being a horror fanatic being like i want to do this i mean i had no idea the process is dead page 99 split was gonna be what it became where it was in the the plastic bag i had no idea and and then i i was you know it's funny like I think it's cool to this day. I was a little underwhelmed with it because I'm like, ours is just put in a plastic baggie. Like some of those records look so sharp and are so fucking cool. Like some of those releases, but you know, as it is, I think it's memorable at least a lot of people think it's really cool. And I appreciate that. And I think it's neat the whole like murder thing. And (laughs) it wasn't a thing for us, you know, like, Oh, it's just like a violent slide in there or something like that. But I do like, you know, for what it's worth, like the 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 theme of the the label and him just kind of having a unique take on every release was really cool. And you know, uh, that that split. The Orchid Drum Stream was just cool. I, and I have one. I think it glows. Doesn't it glow in the dark or one of them? Or does it? Do the- one of them.
1: Yeah, I think one of them glows in the dark. There's like a red one. There's like the black and white one. I have one There's- that
0: glows in the dark, I think. And the fact that it plays in and then out. This is a wacky record. I mean, I think it's yeah pretty cool. And then, yeah, like Witching Hour's splits. All the splits they did on that label were pretty neat. But I can't say I have a favorite. Not off the top of my head. I'd have to look through my record collection too much.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's also a valid answer. It's tough to pick.
0: <laughs> Do you have one? What's yours?
1: Oh, um, probably the Man's Line of the North Split came out in like 2009, maybe 2008. Yeah, I It's don't really know fantastic. I
0: mean, I'm going to have to check out your guys' playlists.
1: Yeah. Definitely a uh, different era, different era. It was like, it was like a few years after I would say probably yeah. like your era of everything. This is like when Midwest like tap, like a lot of the tapping stuff kind of became more prevalent. Yeah. And so um, it's a lot of that, but that, that's what's super incredible. I'll, I'll send you a link to that.
0: Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I want to hear it.
2: So I like to uh, like to ask a couple questions near the end when we're wrapping up that I'm hoping no one's ever asked you before, because I'm sure you've done plenty of interviews. Um, I did listen to a couple, but uh, I like to ask people what's, and feel free to omit some details here or blur the lines here, but I always, I'm always, i always curious, what's the most illegal or dangerous thing that you've ever done in your life? Illegal or
0: dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, I mean, okay. In
2: theory, you know, put it in air quotes, I, just, I just I've, so not, uh,
0: I've done some a lot of dangerous bad decision driving before, not and this was before I ever drank. But I right. uh, I've taken the car on opposite sides of the highway on purpose, driving Jesus. as fast as I could just to be <laughs> fucking crazy. I Just for
2: fun, eh? Yes, I've driven. So got a, a couple screws way. loose.
0: <laughs> yeah, just for the yeah. Yeah. For my younger days. That's what you yeah. did for fun.
2: All right, go That's on. What
0: uh, I mean,
1: yeah.
2: uh,
0: I I once got a car stuck in a graveyard. Um, and also there was a bike path that you just shouldn't be driving on that I would drive on when I was younger. I did a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, they're for the bikes, party.
2: not cars, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> here almost it was also it was at night, so nobody yeah. was nobody was on the bike path at night
2: let's hope not they weren't there anymore (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i
0: did some dumb shit like that i mean yeah yeah yeah. i've stolen shit i mean i've just kind of you know a lot of that stuff now i mean you know you know a lot of that stuff i think i was just you know you do dumb stuff when you're younger and i'm like so yeah i'm very far removed from being a little shit those days. What about,
2: uh, what about dangerous? Just the driving?
0: Yeah, I would Is say, yeah, it's like, elite, you know, that works with the danger. It's like too, a good marriage.
2: Yeah. Illegal yeah. And yeah. Dangerous. Super just, illegal and dangerous. I, mean, I
0: remember falling out of the back of, or falling out of a car. You know, oh, like, fuck. I was like, kind of like sitting on the window and just like, go <laughs> faster. I just fucking fell out and
3: tumbling
0: <laughs> along. But, you know, some shit like that other day I mean dangerous stuff I you know I've kind of a paranoid guy in a lot of ways so I try to steer clear of danger I you know I haven't done too many daring things minus uh-huh. me, my my high school days I was a, a crazy kid
2: yeah okay so you got it all out of your system
0: yeah I think so yeah that's good
2: All right. well in terms of anger let's assume you're not a pacifist if you could punch anyone in the face as hard <laughs> as you can with one shot and no repercussions, who would you punch and why?
0: <laughs> oh man, it'd probably just be some obnoxious politician. It really? Yeah. But they're not even worth it. I mean, yeah. Who's
2: worth it then? Who really <laughs> needs that point?
0: <punch>? You <laughs> only get the one cool. point. You got a deck. This of is, I, you know, I remember you guys, I, I got, you know, I You guys asked Jason that. I remember there's listening just recently, but, uh, I, you know, I mean, an obvious one is like, I'd love to clobber like Donald Trump. I've hated that dude since I was a child. And the fact that he was a president of our country for four years is sickening. And yeah, I just, and then just like all the, all the other politicians, the surrounding politicians around that whole Mm group of people just need a big old smack in the face, but I I really am not violent, so I I, but I mean, I would, you know, some of those people definitely deserve a big old whack in the face. Yeah, he was was great in
2: Home Alone. He was great in Home Alone. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. He was
1: okay in Home Alone. He phoned (laughs) phoned
0: it in. Well, you know, it's funny. (laughs) He harassed Catherine
1: O'Hara. That's what he
0: did. Yeah, I forgot he was in Home Alone, but I remember back in the day when, you know, in the I mean, I'm sitting here remembering the '80s when he was just a. You thought of him as a rich ass, yeah, all the money in the world, and he'd show up at fights and you know, like you know, like boxing arenas and stuff. I'm like, this guy just fucking blow. I mean, look at him, yeah. I would say Donald <laughs> Trump deserves a great big old kick to the face, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, his work, his work in Home Alone though, is commendable.
2: That's what I'm saying you know? <laughs> If anyone has one good thing to say about him I want it to be that That's all there is
0: Yeah maybe Maybe he, maybe, maybe that would be a sick Reunion With Paulie <laughs> Culkin and Donald Trump And like some sort of Weird Joe, uh, And Joe
1: Pesci's there for some reason Yeah they just
0: revisit <laughs> Maybe revisit for a commercial or something Oh my god Like a holiday commercial
2: Oh, yeah, fuck, that would be so twisted. Might that be hard to be
0: do twisted. that from jail.
2: Everything about that would be cursed. Wait, who's in jail? Macaulay Culkin. Um,
1: no, not Macaulay Culkin. Uh, Donald Trump might be might be going to jail soon.
2: I think they're not gonna, they're not, but yeah. I mean, I be. don't
1: know. It depends on how long but, it all goes yeah. down. He'll
2: just pay but, his fucking way out. There's no fucking way. Yeah, have no money. Your justice That's system is a joke. A joke, yeah. I tell oh, you. Oh, that I know
1: 100%. Trust Ugh. me. We have no delusions about it. I just think that. He's just. I think that if you keep shitting in the same place over and over again, where you're not supposed to shit, eventually someone's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm just gonna like, you're, we're just gonna throw you in jail. You're not, you're not. You need to stop taking a dump there. This is the only That's, way to do it." So
0: I would love to see him go to jail. I still have this like, like fear that he's gonna come up and and run. And yeah. Oh, he
2: it. will. And he'll win. 100%. Would not surprise me at all. Unfortunately. It wouldn't surprise
0: um, me if he wins. It really wouldn't. Nope.
1: Yeah. But me either. That's why I'm saying they would probably try to rush it right now. To see, like Just like get his ass to jail. Because I'm pretty sure there's a law that prevents you from running for higher office if you have like any type of felonies. I, yeah. I, I mean, I he, you know,
0: he keeps saying he is. I'm like, I think it's legally impossible. But Watch, watch, watch it happen. <laughs> I was just talking about this because we had an election. You know, I voted yesterday for local elections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: very important people. Local elections are very important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so Aaron, my wife and I were talking because we had actually re- kind of met. We were really starting to talk when we re- we remember texting each other the night Trump won. Mm. And the, the the sadness and despair of like me and my group of friends and people I knew after that happened and the shock that it did happen is just brutal. And then what would happen for four years? I mean, that's what really inspired shit like 99 to play again is how bad yeah. shit got like just what happened, the domino effect of something like that and the 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 hate running in the, I mean, building I mean, I don't know if the country can take it again. If it does, I I really think you're going to see like something worse than, I mean, I'm not saying it's worse because I believe in the aspects of revolution and stuff like that. But I think you would see a breaking point with some, another Trump like with at least that, that the way he was, the way yeah. he is i mean the the scarier per the scarier idea is somebody like donald trump but charming and actually smart and you know right. and cunning and able mm-hmm. to fool the american public that would be terrifying yeah. and i think that that person exists so i mean but if something like another loud mouth i mean there's already damage that can't be undone that's happened in that those four years i just can't believe it but at the same time stuff gets so bad that inspires things change in people. I know that the, I mean, I know people that literally I can remember now that couldn't vote that are voting now. So against Trump. So, I mean, there is, you know, there are what they call silver linings and stuff like good, good good can come out of bad. And sometimes it has to get so bad that you, that it forces change. But I, I, I don't know if, the United States can take another hit like Trump. Yeah. I'm not without it getting terrible and incredibly violent. Yeah. It's, it's, it would be very, very dark times.
1: Yeah. I, I'm in agreement. I, I was actually talking to my partner about this because of, you know, everything that's going on in, um, like Palestine right now, um, oh, and yeah. like all the protests, and like there's a lot of people who just feel like protesting isn't enough. And I was telling her, and I, I've felt this way for years, but now I guess I can feel comfortable vocalizing it. I think the end of peaceful protests is on its way, and I think that the real facilitation of change will come when that end is finally met.
0: Yeah, and I unfortunately, think unfortunately, yeah. yeah, and or fortunately, depending on the type. Of yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean big things have come after, you know, like, you know, that kind of revolution, like violent revolution or whatever. But I mean, it might not even be revolution per se. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think the world seems enti- like like at its tipping point, especially that, I mean, you know, it was, it, it's at least inspiring to see the amount of people finally saying stuff and the protests. Yeah. Um you know because we've been privy to that for a long time you know you know like many years ago when i didn't know much about that i would be interested in what that conflict was all about now i understand it and it's uh and to see it erupt like it is now and to see (laughs) i was watching tv earlier and you see all this like propaganda (laughs) it's just like pro pro you know it's yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, not I mean, you know, you can either keep this in or not, but it's just like, you know, you know, non anti-Jewish or not non-Jewish, you know, love your Jewish neighbor. I'm just like, yeah, of course. I mean, I don't I love anyone, everyone, no matter what, you know, who forever they are. But it's just like, okay, this is like spit in the face of the Palestinian people. This is just trying to be like, uh you know we're supporting these guys because (laughs) the money is so crooked and i don't know it's just because raytheon stocks got to go up they have
1: yeah Yeah. no i mean think of the
0: shareholders mike yeah (laughs) it's sick i mean i'm just like wow this is just like wow they're just basically saying eat it while like genocide's happening across you know because american well yeah yeah. it's gross i don't i don't think who knows but this could be the beginning of complete change because um i don't know can can the world stand by and watch an entire people be annihilated i don't know we're about to find out yeah that's fair that's fair i i think we're at that tipping point where we're we are really going to find out and i think people are also
1: at the tipping point where they're like "I, i i can't do anything like once people hit the oh I really can't do anything it goes two ways you know like they yeah. their spirit breaks and they resign but they're like no something needs to be done and that's to my earlier point that's why I feel that way
0: Yeah I mean and you know and you know for what it's worth you know when we it makes me think of so when page 99 toured Europe we it was right after 911 so there was a lot of yeah. very anti so now when 911 happened like it was awful You know, it was terrible, but going and traveling overseas directly after it, and hearing people talk about, you know, you imperialist country. And it's just like, you know, there's a lot of hate for the stuff. You know, the American public doesn't know so much or doesn't seem privy or want to know the kind of things that our country's done in other countries and stuff like that. But uh, the yeah. rest of the world is fully aware of oh, what, yeah. what we may have not been told. And then when you go and you hear the sentiment, it's just, it's just like, you know, it's just like, eventually this imperialist country will get theirs too. You know, just like any sort of, you know, nation that, you know, I mean, it's not, I I, I could go, I could go too much into this. uh, But, but, you know, it's just, you know, not, you know, so many. There's just what we don't know is unbelievable. And also what we know is equally is unbelievable. And I think, uh, I mean, I think at some point, you know, I don't know. Can America last forever? Can it?
1: That's the big question, I think
0: not if it just sits sits and lets people die. Yeah. But hmm.
2: I got dark as fuck get but very too real. real now. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I got dark as fuck but very real. Yeah. But, I'm here for it. Yeah, it means shit the shit that needs to be talked about. We also hard pivot on this one i don't know how the fuck i'm gonna try this but uh uh
1: i think if you bring it back to punching donald trump in the face yeah that's how it solved everything yeah you know make a lot of people feel better yeah
0: that, that was the tangent that's right
2: but what i need to know is your shame what music do you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure either to yourself or others what can i make fun of you for here
0: okay
1: um i need to i need to know your shame is a hell of a sentence
0: rob i gotta say
2: <laughs> i was try- i didn't know how else to fucking go back from where we were man uh i
0: i can't <laughs> i i kind of agree with the if you like it you shouldn't be ashamed with it and i believe that but there are definitely straight up i think people would be surprised that i like that's what i want um, to hear. yeah smooth by rob so, thomas right what's and that santana. smooth uh, by
1: carlos santana and rob thomas yeah. <laughs>
0: uh okay well one of the newest most weirdest ones is i really love john mayer's last record. Oh, he's oh. a legend.
3: He's a uh, legend.
0: Sob rock. It's just like it's like an 80s pop. I'm a sucker for 80s music and nice. i'm shocked at how like catchy and good it is. Okay. Uh, john Mayer can do no wrong. That's that, not
2: shameful at all. That,
0: that's a really that's a really weird one so but i the, every time i hear it i'm like this is so like catchy. Um nice other old ones i love counting crows first record a ton mm. um but as more more into time we get like people seem to really kind of dig that i've heard other people say that they really like that record
1: I've, I've i've people in the emo scene i've seen talk about how counting crows is not nearly as respected as they should be they're the blueprint in a lot of ways and
0: <laughs> that's like great it. yeah that first record is incredible i think it really yeah. is uh yeah because i'm such a music nut that there's so much shit but i'm trying to really think of the 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 embarrassing stuff
1: never were like you never had like a maybe this boy band isn't that bad kind of thing or like uh i mean i think
0: like uh backstreet boys is catchy (laughs) it's funny because i hated all that stuff then but like i hear those like backstreet hits from the 2000s and i love them banger's a banger a is a shit. A I'm also a, a huge Madonna fan. So I am okay. like, I am a big like pop music fan. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm trying fair. to think. Huh. I, hate, I hate Taylor Swift. Okay. I, She's got can't...
2: a couple. she got a couple goodies. I, I mean, don't haters going to hate, I guess.
0: I mean, I, yeah, I just, I'm uh, <laughs> not exactly sure. I just, I also currently work with, with, with someone who just jams like constantly Taylor. Like it's yeah Swifty. It's like, yeah, she's a Swifty. But um I guess that's that's kind of your that's kind of one that I would say yeah the John Mayer one. And then you know I like you know some of the like I love I like the old Stone Temple Pilots records. Shit like that.
2: Oh my God.
0: Again those are coming back around I think people like the, the old bronze records that maybe people like even back then I'm like you know, when I was into like, you know, like the Sonic Youth and like the crazy yeah. stuff, and some of you were like, "But I like Stone Temple Pilots." Like, what? I'm like, I do though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rob's just, you know, just can't one ex-
0: thing I never got into though that a lot of people like love that I'm like you can't. I was like, no, is it, like the whole like new metal. I was like, gonna say it's
1: probably new metal.
0: <laughs> it's like because that came at a time when I was so it's such in the heavy. Intense stuff that, that I just had no patience for that Like Limp Biscuit's probably the worst Fucking band on the planet How shattering, fucking dare you
2: you're How shattering dare you right Oh now. and 311 yeah. Oh is okay. the cringiest I, we, band on the planet I think
0: 311 sounds like they write song Jingles for Sprite commercials They're fucking terrible <laughs> It's true.
1: Amber is a kind of a banger, though. I come on. You tell me you don't dude, like break stuff, f- though. Break stuff
0: is like kind and of an all time heavy track. M- Mitch from Val's always talking about how he loves all that fucking like 311 corn. I'm like, shot, uh, no way. Oh,
2: no, three. I said like
0: not surprising, though, that like that dude would love the And then Matt from Matt from Portrayal Guilt is trying to get me on the corn train. And I'm like, <laughs> I do not <laughs> like corn. Fuck. All man. right, Rob.
1: Limp biscuit are like a, a hop, skip, and a jump away from. They you know, are not a hop, skip, corn. and a jump.
2: They are completely they are. different entities. They are, they are not 100%. comparable. That's 100% enough of a you. hop, skip, and a
0: jump away. They're
2: not. You can hop, skip, and fuck <laughs> off, bud. You're wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait. So, what do you like, Limp biscuit, not corn, or do you like corn, not Limp biscuit?
2: I, I fuck with Limp biscuit. Okay. I do not fuck with corn. Fuck with us putting it
0: gently. Rob loves Limp Biscuit.
2: I do really like Limp
0: Biscuit. I think corn is terrible. B- or well, the funny thing terrible. is, is Limp Biscuit's coming back, right? Oh, yeah. yeah well, you know, New, metal, New metal in general. Yeah, like it is. Odd resurgence. Yeah. And it's like I love that band chat pile, but then I'm like, wow, I think I'm just digging a corn riff. <laughs> Ugh. That's upsetting. Well, That's see, awesome. that would make sense because you're not a corn. Yeah but i'm not I, and yeah and i I'm could see that. the ref The i could see the new metal references and and mm-hmm. some of this stuff but i like the references more than the you know the inspiration the right but see
2: limp biscuit isn't new metal they're just god tier music
0: it's like raft work <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so would you rob would you say that that uh, Limp Biscuit would be your I mean you're def- you're definitely taking that With you
2: Oh I have no guilt about Limp Biscuit. No he's
0: unabashed about it fairly, fairly no. right. my, well, I mean I guilt... love that I kind of love that there's a new era of like Appreciation for this I mean I, like yeah. that yeah. sick new world Like uh, yeah. festival I'm like oh my god That's all of them
1: yeah it's really it's cool or like the deftones doing a big festival and then having a band like 100 gex open for them i think is like actually really that's like that's incredible like that's yeah i don't care who you are i mean you don't
0: love that that is cool yeah man look biscuit
2: yeah i'm not ashamed of that i'm more ashamed of like gridiron and if you catch me drunk enough, Garth Brooks.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rob keeps talking about a Garth Brooks karaoke set that's like hidden in the archives of like his friend's it's... phones or something. I, I
2: like,
0: I like uh, Garth Brooks. Oh, I fucking grew up on Garth Brooks. What a legend! Yeah, I did a little bit too. My dad loved them.
2: Yo, same. Yeah, that's that's my dad loved Garth Brooks, man. I know every fucking song back like the back of my head. He's
0: and he's kind of he's kind of unique and weird. He's a weird guy. He's like not uh he's not a normal, you know, he's kind of a mysterious character a little bit.
2: You know he did an emo album like, like oh, <laughs> I just found out about this like last week. He's got like his hair all oh yeah,
0: Chris like, Chris Gaines.
2: Yeah, under a different name. I've uh, never uh, heard it, but it yeah, fucking, it's
0: alter I'm, ego. It sounds like How did Canada. you not tell me about
2: this? <laughs> I just found out about it last week and I was like, that's, that's not
0: real. There's no way. Oh, it's real. I, I've I don't want to.
2: Is it terrible? I'm sure. I it mean, is. it
0: sounds like Garth Brooks. It's it's like, <laughs> but I would have to listen to it again to tell you if I thought it was terrible or not. It's not like, uh, it's not uh, like '90s Garth Brooks, but yeah, I don't know. Right, when did he do that? He might have even done that in late '90s, early 2000s or something.
2: We had to do it when alt shit was picking up, so I'm guessing early 2000s, right? Yeah, maybe weird. God, that's, that's terrible. You saw like Jimmy just... World
1: and was like, "What if I kind of like."
2: <laughs> it's <not been> <laughs> no it's not like that kind of like emo it's like fucking no i know up, like, but like all, that was all like all the emo, pre... hot topic shit
1: that was like the transitional stage right like the yeah. band, the people who are listening to jimmy world and like uh you know like the get up kids and like shit like that they were the ones who wound up making like mall core and like, shit uh, like that.
2: i guess I, mean? like, I hope not no that's that's a fact
1: dude like there uh there's members of like motion city soundtrack who like listen to like angel hair or some shit like that like that's how all that shit works oh, we know
0: people from motion city soundtrack
1: so yeah don't quote me on that because i just use them as an insert but like i mean like that kind of thing mm. i even though i'm sure justin pierre has like some deep cut emo bands he likes because i would not shock
0: hmm. fellas i'm just letting you know i just noticed my uh, computer's on five percent in case like oh
1: shit yeah it's also probably latest out we should
0: uh All right, we'll hit you one
2: last question. If you could give the world a gift, the entire world a gift, doesn't have to be a material possession. What would it be and why?
0: Mine's simple. It's like it's the only. It's everything I always kind of hope for, and it's it's so chintzy and cringy, but yeah, peace on earth for sure. Hey, what's wrong with that? My gift would be simply uh, an absolutely harmonious world. That's a good one yeah you got any last
2: uh any last shout outs plugs causes anything you want to speak on before we wrap up here
0: um not nothing in particular i will say you know you know beyond you know page 99 does have stuff that you know we're trying to stay busy as far as like keeping like you know we started working with shirt killer um to keep like to officially have licensed t-shirts available for the first time ever nice um and that's worldwide and that's uh Ryan Patterson uh, who does that, he plays in um, photo crime and a bunch of other awesome old punk bands from, from years ago. Um, and, you know, just persistent vision, keeping our records in print and maybe, maybe we'll release that unreleased stuff. And we definitely are planning on playing in in 2024. So, yeah. And I, you know, appreciate you guys reaching out. And I know we've been doing a little bit of a uh, phone tag and, messaging tag but i'm glad we finally got together
2: yeah me too so yeah i appreciate it so much man yeah
0: absolutely absolutely.
1: thank you so much mike this has been seriously incredible
0: yeah no it's been you guys are fun matt i i have to be you guys should film you guys meeting for the first time whenever you do (laughs) or when you guys finally (laughs) have plans to do it let me know let me know where it is
1: We'll uh we'll come meet you in your town and then we'll all go karaoke Garth Brooks and Madonna <laughs> and I'd That's, be
0: into we'll that. Make, we'll we'll make it a date. That sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. Well there you have it. Do <laughs> 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 you think you guys will ever meet for real though? Probably. We're gonna we I mean Fuck, we try hope to go oh sorry go on <laughs> oh shut up rob
1: we're gonna probably maybe like at one of the next fests next year probably would be more likely
2: right? yeah so i'm assuming year. new friends fest next year because i didn't go this year because i was just too broke ass and i had a lot of whole lot of shit going on in my life so it's just like yeah but i went the summer before and i'll definitely be there this so, this time again. probably
1: awesome. this year because i'm planning on going this year and maybe i don't know if you're gonna go to zbr rob but
2: i was thinking about going this no year. i'm not going all the fucking way there. i don't think so Hey before um, we let you go mm, Oh yeah yeah let's do the What did I, the I miss song. here Oh yeah the tracklist um, Yeah our first song we're playing is friendship so can you just say one timer beautiful
0: Like some surprise I'm surprised yeah. I'm kind of delirious I Yeah no nah, it's late that. you got to get you probably Oh no yeah, I'm it's like fine a, I just It's like
2: 11:30 I... over here cuz Elias is all fucking American and all weird time zone in Cali <laughs> The time thing,
1: zone dude. is the same Globally, you can't blame that on being American.
2: I'll blame everything on you being American. All right. <laughs> For as long as I can, damn it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend America's honor here. So.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Nice. All right, cool, so, man. Thanks again so much. I don't know when the fuck this episode's coming out. Maybe three weeks. Maybe four. Okay. We will definitely keep you. In- also, we need. Um, the photos only. Yeah, we need. Oh, you have the tracks.
1: Uh yeah, I have the page ninety nine discography like any good screamo fan.
2: Well then, fuck right off. We'll um. I just added you. I just need you to email us a couple photos of yourself, the band, whatever the fuck, so that we can do for the podcast the promos.
1: That sounds awesome. Uh, We you usually do like a shared post, so um, like we'll send on the day before, like we go live and all that. Like we'll hit you up, and then that way it'll show up on your feed and on our feed yeah and that perfect. way we get like more eyes on it and
0: everything and yeah sounds can. awesome
2: i think you'll wow. be our longest podcast we've ever recorded by the way beating out massonera so you might have the title you might have the heavyweight title belt for oh, that. yeah I, that's
1: this... funny that you would beat out massonera too
2: <laughs> and i think people are gonna go absolutely fucking apeshit for this so i think like our fans for sure and this was an absolute pleasure man so again absolutely thanks so much man
0: thank yeah. you guys I appreciate both y'all <laughs>